oh my gosh, has LS actually sell, saved LCS from its terrible demise, its free fall for the past couple of years? We're about to find out in this episode of Hotline League because LCS is back. The rosters are here. The church has arrived. I had one friend this weekend that's just like, you know, I really don't like all this church meme stuff. It's like the religion side of it is just kind of annoying. So I hope that this at least is doing something for the LCS. And I said, you're a lamer. Um, anyway. Yeah, what the hell? <laughs> shout out. I don't like how you're, you're memeing something from society. Shout, it's shout uncomfortable out. to me. Shout out to uh, that person listens to this show too. So I'm going to get an angry message from them later. Great. You know what's next? If we say, say, take it to the bank. And they're like, actually, I don't like capitalism. So can you not um, include any sort of uh, financial references? It's just uncomfortable for me. Shout out to Alienware and uh, GameFuel. Speaking of cap, or Alien, Alienware and Grubhub. Speaking of capitalism, Mark, how are you doing? How's your week been? Uh, it's pretty good. Busy week. Um, it's, well, I don't know if I, whatever you'll, uh, uh, uh is this, is this a leak to say? It's probably not a leak to say. Can I'll I leak it? Academy. I've heard rumors that Mark is just, casting Academy this week. I just said that. <laughs> so I don't know if that's a leak to say, I don't know if I was supposed to say it. But just so you guys know, if you want to listen to Academy broadcasts this, this on week, Thursday and Friday, I'll I'll be on them. Yeah. Um, but it's it's making my schedule pretty cramped, which is why I couldn't do your thing on Sunday because I would literally I know, just I not know. have a day off. I saw your message. We don't need to discuss it right now. You left me on red. I was like, I did, oh no, I did, because I is Travis I mad because I said no? Sad about it. I mean, we did talk. I. I did not, I had hoped, I did not have a backup plan because at the beginning of the year, anyway, everything's great between Mark and I and our friendship is at uh, the highest levels it's ever been. Yay, Miko's coming out. Oh, wrong show. Okay, so uh, Mark Zimmerman, what else is going on in your life? Um, basically, my personal YouTube channel's dead. I'm just too busy to, to post movie reviews, even though I'm still watching a shitload of them. Um, Euphoria's episode last night was crazy. Uh, I forget what else I watched recently. Oh, Are I you happy that, that, uh, remember at one oh, point Oh, the woman in the was... window, the woman, the woman in the, the woman, the woman in the house across the street from the girl in the window. It's such a great show. It's so fucking good. Oh, is it a show? I, I thought it was a it. movie. No, there's a movie called The Woman in the Window. And yes. then there, someone made a, a show, which is like. Uh, but people don't know if it's like a parody or not, right? It is definitely a parody. I mean, the okay. name of it is called "The Woman in the, the The Woman in the House Across the Street from the Girl in the Window." Like the yes. title is like it's obviously it's it's really funny. Is who's is it? Kristen Wiig or who's the? It's got a uh, Kristen Kristen Bell. Okay. She's she's so like the whole thing's so good. Yeah. Well. I'm glad you're enjoying it. Do you remember at the start of this year, end of last year, whenever we were talking about me contracting you out to do a weekly Genshin video? Yeah. Imagine, imagine if you had that on your plate as well. Well, I could do that. I've been thinking about actually doing that. We, uh, this is not hot. What are we talking about, dude? Why are you being mean to talking about Genshin? I was going to say, I, I want to do Genshin videos. And I was like, wait a minute. We're not talking about Genshin. We can talk about, like, that we would have talked about, even if we didn't have the channel, we'd talk about Genshin. Oh, you know what I'm going to do after stream? Uh, not after stream, but after sh the show. Crack cocaine. I'm going to unbox. We've got sponsors. We're, uh, I'm going to unbox a... We have crack cocaine sponsors? Uh, Mark, please. I am... 
trying so desperately to maintain a business here that can pay you, and you just are constantly trying to not have me do that. Is that a Discord mug? No, it's not. Is it a Team Liquid mug? I feel like I've seen that mug before. Nope. Is, I don't think you did. It's a Salem, Massachusetts mug. I, uh, I bought the Mistborn Trilogy hard um, leather bounds. Ooh, nice. And so I'm going to unbox that on stream after Hotline League so that I can, you can put it on it your book channel. book channel and I can write it off as a tax uh, or as a business expense. Ah! My cat's sniffing my feet. Sorry. That's disgusting. Um, so there's going to be a book channel video. Way to go. Finally. What's it been? A couple months. That that channel's that channel's not supposed to be like a serious business, you know what I mean? It up, it's updated whenever I want to, which is never. I How's your to... week going? How did you enjoy the LCS Week One as a um, casual? Yeah, a filthy casual. Yeah. Um, I liked it a lot. Um, I I will admit that there were definitely times where I missed co streams, like. Okay, there'll be games where I'm like, I'm just not as into these two teams. And I don't think the stakes are that high. And I don't think You're these that two teams are good. You're the fucking loser spamming. Uh, oh, we yeah. want, hashtag we want co-streams? I don't yeah, think so. Yeah, I mean, I've taken heat from the co-stream fans for saying, like, I went up into Medios' chat uh, on previous weekends and people were like, how dare you be here after on Hotline League not getting pissed about co-streams not being a thing. People know that I was worried about the damage that co-streams were doing, but I also love them. And uh, I will admit that I did miss it, like, especially for the games where, or the matches where I'm like, eh, this match doesn't matter as much. Like, I enjoy the more chill vibes, whereas, like, I think a lot of casters will scream about a kill in one of those games the same way that they'll scream about a kill in, like, playoff finals or something. And I kind of like the variance you know, where I can, I can match the hype to what I'm looking for. And so, uh, but counterpoint, someone on Reddit said that if co-streams were there for some of those games, they'd just be shitting on those games and those players. True. Like, like the FlyQuest, Golden Guard, like the FlyQuest games were both shit shows, quite frankly, but they were amazingly entertaining shit shows. And the casters will just hype up the entertaining side, whereas co-streamers will often highlight the shit show side. Right. Um, so I think while a slow game sometimes is more interesting by them, I feel like if there's a, a game that's just a clown fiesta, but you just want to like have a good time. That is fair. Have a good time. I'd rather the casting be, get become more chill rather than make a hype, right? Like in those moments, lean into the fact that it's a clown fiesta and even yeah. if they're leaning into the entertaining side of it, being like, oh, my God, I can't believe this is happening. Or, oh, we've got another Drop fight. Some names. This end. Drop some names. Start some drama. Who, no, 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 who, no. Because no. I think they're skin? casters who that are doing great. No, no, no. I think they're casters that are doing great and are amazing at their craft. But it's just like sometimes where I'm like, and another kill comes in for this team. And I'm just like, okay, we could just calm down. This is a fun, entertaining game. It doesn't. It's not. It's not particularly epic, right? I think that's the... Uh, that's the, the way that I'm talking about it. So you know what? Next time I'm on a, a tricast, the first thing I'm gonna be like is, "Holy fuck, he took!" 
Yeah. Comet, Comet drop, Keystone. Drop Guys, an F word is, is your second word. I'm excited. I'm gonna drop an, I'm gonna drop an F bomb over a Keystone, yeah. and I'll be like Travis Gafford. Thank you. Loves hearing us get hyped. Yes. Uh, I'm excited about that. Yeah. He took Flash to say to Kenji in the chat saying, uh, "No, I thought it was really good. I think the games, the teams are really cool. I am." I'm very excited because I just think there's so much to talk about. Like that's why I think this episode is going to be great because there is so much to talk about, and I think Discord there's so much is to talk about. Popping. What's that? Our Discord's our Discord is popping. There's a ton yeah of yeah. I definitely I felt that right. Like we don't have a guest this week, and yet we've got great viewership already, and we're we just started about ten minutes ago. So I just Speaking I I think tweet. this is a good sign. Viewership was good this weekend as well. Like I am I I will. People who have watched the show for a while have known that I have been feeling over the past couple years a little down and a little concerned about the LCS and the product and the state of it. And while certainly those concerns have not all disappeared overnight, I do think that this week has felt really good, starting with the hype video that came out last Monday, some of the other stuff that came out over the course of the week, uh, and... And then just everything that happened this weekend. I think Cloud9 is... Actually, here's, here's what I'll say. Almost every team is very interesting to me right now. Um, there are some that are not, but almost all of them are. And, like, even... even I, I'm interested in Dignitas, you know? Like that's, they're a good team. Yeah, they're doing interesting stuff. They're challenging people. Now, again, I expect them to fall off in the next couple of weeks because that's what Dignitas always does. But... It's exciting, and then EG's got their stuff going on. I don't know. Everything's good. I was just even Immortals like, is a little really exciting. Even Immortals is like, are they really CLG 2.0? Yeah, from last yeah, yeah. Year? I know, do like, think that's true, and I feel very bad for them because I don't know. It's like they're trying really hard, but yeah. I mean, it's it's kind of like you're wondering, like you're watching this car, and it's like you know when it's when it's doing the uh, fish. What is it called? You know, in the, the back of a car. Yeah, when it's fishtailing back and forth, and you're like, is this car going to flip? That's kind of how it is watching Immortals right now. Yeah. Yeah. I don't feel bad for them. Uh, even Golden Guardians, I think, I'm, I'm, I'm interested in, even though they, they didn't have, they also had a 0-2 week. Yeah, um, I mean, their games were interesting, both of them, because it was the C9 game and the yeah. FlyQuest game. So they played some whack-ass comps, or they were playing against whack-ass comps. So, Mark, uh, on the Friday, or no, maybe it was Thursday. I think it was Thursday. Before the start of this weekend, I did a poll on my YouTube channel using the poll functionality. 12K people voted. How do you think TSM will place after the next six weeks of spring? Meaning like the full okay. spring split. Top three was 11%. Fourth to fifth place was 56%. Six to eight was 22%. Bottom two was 11%. If I so had any holdings of... TSM uh, stock for, uh, you know, the way you get, it's used to play the stock market right now. Yeah. I yeah. would be selling. I mean, I loved having speaker on last week, but he was definitely trying to kind of like control expectations. Yeah. And then like, I think we saw another interview where Hootie was like, oh, I think spring is going to be uh, not great for us, but summer's when we'll really turn it on. And yeah. And then obviously there are reasons for why they are not playing particularly well, because obviously they're only now getting together and they haven't had a ton of time to gel or whatever but i do think it will be interesting to see how quickly they can they can turn things on or if, if they can 
So, yeah, I mean, I'm, I think you also saw the reasons why the team is a little worried. It's like individually, there's not like a ton of problems, though it's not like they also were like turbo smurfing their lanes or anything, but like their coordination is also a, a bit behind other teams. Yeah, I think we had, we t- I, I had said at the end of last year, or maybe the very beginning of this one, that I think either Cloud9 or TSM will have huge issues and the other one will probably look great. I was like, I just would not bet that both these guys will look great. And I think we figured out after this weekend uh, which one's going to be where. Well, us Gigabrains called it beforehand. I had C9 and I had Dig in the top five, but I did not have TSM. I mean, it's it's tough because it's like you're either uh, perhaps inciting the Inquisition to come after you if you vote against C9, but then also do you want to anger the TSM fan base if you vote against them? It's just too too angry... People can't admit that Cloud9 just got fucking lucky that the teams that they were playing against oh. were bad and that they threw and that Cloud9 is not actually that good and they just cheese some wins and as soon as other teams find their footing, they'll never win again. All right. Why can't why can't you say that? Well, uh once they put their pitchforks down after a parse apology, now they can pick them up to come after you. <laughs> oh, was Tim saying that? Was Tim I don't know if Tim was saying some, that. Somebody I, I actually... says Tim was saying that. I I do, you know what is, is I've said this before. I I don't know what happened, but Tim just became like the mega EG fanboy um, recently. Oh. I don't know. I guess it's the JoJo Pion thing, but I'm like, are they paying him? Is he on the fucking EG payroll? Maybe. I, I miss, actually think I he's kind of. I think he does work for their competitor, actually. Um, not uh, on the, uh, the data front, because EG has a data site. I'm not sure, though. Anyway, sorry, continue. I was going to say I missed the segments because I was doing other stuff during those. Yeah. Um, oh, wow. That's lovely for the podcast listeners. I'm sure they appreciate that. Sorry, guys. Uh, Mark had to take a sip of his beverage. Uh, so that's, that's there's a lot to talk about from this weekend. Uh, Champions Q has officially opened, and I'm, I'm loving how much attention this is getting. I really hope... Can you say this, Mark, if you do have this? I don't know. Maybe you can't, but... Uh, are you guys planning on talking about Champions Q on broadcast? Like, I feel like there should just be a weekly segment checking in on how things are going. Uh, we haven't really discussed it. I mean, we we talked about it right when they announced it. You know, when they they did like a you know beginning of the year presentation. Here's right. all the things coming in 2022. They talked about it, and, and we discussed it a little bit. But that was like, remember when I was talking with you about it, and I was like, I think it's kind of like a Discord thing. I'm glad to see that I was pretty wrong about that. That there I mean, is, it is a, a Discord thing, but put... it is like much more than a Discord thing. Yeah, yeah, like it is. But I made it sound like it was going to be just a Discord thing. But like the website having the socials linked, um, if people haven't seen that, is really cool. Um, I hope at some point they have functionality where it's like you always see the games, like you know, some sort of live viewer. Um, but at least there's like a bot that's tweeting things out right now. I think. Um, I saw Emily yeah, Rand yeah, somebody, somebody has a. It's either a bot or they are doing it by hand. But the the person who did it previously, uh, yeah, uh, they should make a post about it on the on the front page. They have one that launches, but they don't have one that's launched. If folks have not gone to it yet, championsq.lollysports.com, go check it out. So they've done a really great job with this site. Maybe I can try to pull it up on on the browser, but this stuff always is is questionable how it works out. Okay. Um, there we go. I'm pulling it up. Go take a look at it. They have, if you look, they have a leaderboard and on the leaderboard, they have everyone's social handles, handles, uh, linked. So 
for instance, I went to this. I I was not super familiar with Supernova Supernova Arendelle, I believe is how you say it, Arendelle. Um, but uh, he had first place on this for a while now, and he's he's first at the end of the day. And I went to his Twitch earlier and was just watching, and it's like he had fifty viewers, and I I made a joke in the chat, and then he realized that it was linked, and it's just kind of cool. Like people can go take a look and be like, who is this person, and go watch their stuff. There's also in the uh, match history, there's a match history here. And then where is it? The, oh, the Hall of Champions. I don't know why they have it underneath the Hall of Champions, but still really cool. They have a stat leaderboard, which I think is only tracking KDA, but you can see who's got the highest KDA. So maybe they're stuck in ELO hell or something on Champions queue. Uh, how much money is at stake for everybody? The Hall of Champions is going to show who locks stuff in. So there's a, like, I, look, in one sense, this is the website that should exist. And somebody was even pointing out that they don't have socials available on the, the match history board or whatever. In another sense, this is way more than I was expecting from our Lord and Savior Riot Games. Uh, like, yeah, I do not I think say, that they would launch with this. You know what I mean? Yeah, I hope that this continues to get iterated on because it's really impressive for like day one launch. Like they had all this ready to go. But I hope it's not like the LOL esports site, which like no offense to that team, but like it hasn't had functionality added in forever. And right. like there's no stats and it's kind of a, like a little underwhelming. Like it looks really good at first, but then when you want to like really get something out of it, it's, it's a little tough. Um, so like I'm, I'm hoping that like that live thing, like there's just like a script that they can write that's always going to scrape this, this Twitch people I, I you know i don't know exactly how they do it but I, I hope that there's more things that are added like the stats leaderboard give me some other stats other than kda you know oh, okay um, so but... i just found out so twitch that showed me so this is not I, I don't think this is particularly good but on the stats leaderboard there's this tiny little thing that says select stat that you would easily be able to miss underneath stats what's the leaderboard cs one show it. though but it's it's not like actual stats it's just raw gold it's cs gold and kda yeah, but it's just raw. It's not like CSDs or anything, you yeah, know, or gold differences. It's kind of like none of these are super usable. Who's number one in KDA? I want to call them a KDA player. Shenny. TSM Shenny. Fucking KDA player. Uh, yeah, no. But I think it's pretty cool. I'm also... I'm trying... Who Who is on here? Who has been playing that is, like, notable? Because that's the thing is because I actually I the only thing that's been a little disappointing to me about today is like I look on here and there are not that many people there are not that many LCS players at first glance using it. Maybe uh, I'm wrong. I mean, maybe they're just way down there. But like I I, I don't I, know how quickly this updates because I was watching Pobelter and Afro streams and like Core JJ was in games and like yeah Core Hans Wild Turtle. I mean there's there's a decent amount, but like I was really hoping there'd be a lot more. On here. Well, it's it's Monday, which is usually the team's day off, and yeah. it's it, it remind me if I'm wrong, but like for Champions Queue, it, it turns on like at certain times of day, right? It's not like you can always be on right. Here, right? It is, yes. But on Monday, it's it's on most of the day. Right, right. But then like tomorrow, it'll be at night, and I yeah, would after scrims. it'll be. I assume it'll be popping after scrims tomorrow night. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I'm like, so I've heard there was one rumor that. um Players have complained of the champ the 
the or some I shouldn't say universally all the players, but there have been there's been some complaints that the system is too hard to use because it's a Discord bot and they just want it to feel like solo queue. But I, in my mind, if this just becomes the standard, if like oh this is why I was mentioning, I hope you guys talk about it on the broadcast because like I think it'd be really fun if you guys had a segment every week where you're just tracking like where you can imagine like a graphic that is all the LCS players where they're on there show the players that are like zero games played or way at the bottom show their position next to it and then like show up however many plot spots right so like if you're like even if you guys just turned it into a joke or something like that where i don't know like the doctor segments or whatever where you're like Korg's on the way up you know he's climbed a ton and like oh no like han sama's like falling or whatever i think that that would be very enjoyable or even even if it's not that just something that like gets people constantly talking about champions queue if champions queue just become like nobody cares about solo queue anymore in some sense like it's not talked about in the esports realm as much and everyone's talking about champions queue i think that's going to be really good i just want to kind of like formalize it almost by having everybody constantly talk about it i don't know that's that's my take on it if you don't have Maybe. it i'm going to flame you guys on the broadcast that's that's my take okay bring it anyway anyway Anything else that we're we're missing from no. this week? Nope. I don't, What's you're saying calls? nope as if there's I'm like you're trying to rush past something. Is there something I'm forgetting? No, I'm I'm saying it like I want to rush into the calls because we have like a fucking million people in Discord today. Oh, do we? Okay. Normally, when we don't have a guest, we just kind of shoot the shit in the beginning. So I I just was, normally we're I was stalling not it. Yes. Nor yeah, we're not normally stalling we're stalling today, it though. for the calls, and now we've just got so many calls. Well, I don't I haven't pulled them yet, but like I'm doing that now. Okay. Well, uh while Mark is pulling stuff, let's see if Twitch chat came up with any other topics that we need to talk about. Uh well people are just pitting their t their takes in there. Oh yeah. Shout out to to Peter who launched Trash Talk, his podcast. Go listen to it uh if you guys want. Some people were criticizing him about being a ho uh, not great host. This is his first time. He'll get a lot better at it. Uh, and I think, I think he just needs to, he's probably figuring out what that show needs to be or whatever. So he'll, he'll figure it out. Um, let's see. Uh, somebody wants to know why I never did co-streaming. I was one, I don't think I would be a good co-streamer and I also didn't have the ability to do it. Uh, Whoopley is in the chat. So what I am going to say right now publicly rather than the email I was supposed to send him and then I will send this as an email later on to him and the PR folks is... I want to do a video. I want to get permission from Whoopley to do a video basically showing how it works by like joining the Discord and like walking through the experience so that people understand like how the whole system is set up from start to finish because I think there's a lot of confusion. So I'm going to send them that email later. And then if that never, if that video never comes up, it's not because I got lazy. And it's 50% that I got lazy. But also, it's Hello. possibly because they said no. Hello. You call you pulled somebody already? Yeah, what's that's what Holy. I literally said I was Holy doing. Moly. Blue Frost, said, welcome to the go. show. Where are you calling from? I'm calling from uh Seattle area. Seattle area. What do you want to talk about on the show? So I want to talk about uh that there are a couple of glaring flaws with Champions Q right now. And granted I have some incomplete information, but I think it currently is actually creating more barriers for upcoming solo queue players to enter the pro scene. And it's ultimately pretty short term and really kind of 
puts a lot, lot more pride in the pro players at the at the great expense of the solo queue servers and the solo queue player base as a whole. Okay. Um, so do you want to expand on that really quickly? I assume it's it's mostly because you're like, hey, we're pulling these great players out of the pool. That, that's one part of it. It does, like, well, first off, it's are pros still, like, under any requirements to play, like, on the live servers? That's one thing I actually was hoping. I mean, they've never been under any requirements, so I would be shocked if they're under requirements now. Okay, I just remember in the LCS contract, that'd be, like, some, there's some, like, rank requirement. But the second point is there are creating geographic barriers because most, the most players in North America are on the eastern half of the country, the eastern part of the United States and Canada. So those players, if they get invited onto Champions queue, will be playing with paying worse than what the pros play on right now. And it also, so put, that can easily put them at a very big disadvantage and, unless they're willing to make the huge financial commitment to relocate to california which is the most expensive state to live in, in the i mean there there are United areas states. around california that are cheaper and areas in california that are cheaper i don't i don't want to get sidetracked by this but uh as a whole if, state you, the, if, you're, if you're just worried about ping you can probably live in nevada and still get decent uh ping but moving Perhaps is a commitment the, yeah the moving kind of commitment is like you know but if you have somebody on the east coast and they come into champions queue they're playing on much higher ping so True. I think that's like a big issue that could de- could be very detrimental in the long run. Okay. So, uh are you do you do you feel like the current time limit does not does not assuage that concern because basically the way it works right now, I assume you know how the time limit works or the schedule on it works, right? Yeah, I believe it's 6 a.m. to crash at the tab. I just got to find Yeah, I need to pull it up to uh, it's not. Wait, is it no longer is in it? the announcement? It says. I just... here we go. It says during Champions Q seasons, the queue will be active daily between 6 p.m. and 1 a.m. Pacific time, as well as 10 a.m. to 1 a.m. Pacific time on Monday. Right. So However, there's not just that, but it, it also opens in specific windows. So, for instance, uh, well, I guess it's most. It's mostly through, uh, the like there's breaks in between so like for instance there's a week hiatus between the 7th and the 14th and a week hiatus between oh, of march and then a week hiatus between the 11th and the 18th of april so there's some of these windows as well like not only is it limited in time but it's also uh you know daily but it's also limited to the there's off weeks or whatever where people presumably would also be unable to queue at all during the evenings right and i i do think those can help a little bit however if you think about it, during the spring split, that's at the end of the day, roughly three. It's like, well, actually, it's more like two weeks. The two weeks during the split, and then you have, you know, a week between what would be like the end of MSI and the start of summer split. Sure. However, I, however, this that's still there's still a lot of time where, like, let's just suppose that the pros have no obligation to play solo queue. If they're all on the Champions Queue server, not only does that mean that getting high rank in NA loses a lot of meaning because you're no longer, you're, you're taking the best players out. It's going to take away a lot of meaning. And also a lot of ranks could easily get inflated. Mark, are you okay? Um, yeah, I'm fine. I'm just, I'm ready to tag, tag in here. Okay, yeah, I can tell you're doing right, a lot of face ahead. massaging. All right, here's, here's the thing. No one gives a fuck about NA solo queue ranking anyways right now. Uh, it's not like this insane 
thing that like you know you're like oh you're diminishing that and it's like well it's like polishing a turd you know like no one no one really cared about that turd so i i'm down for making something that people are more excited for than na solo queue ranking currently um you know if this is going to be more interesting to fans to people to watch streams to uh grind solo queue for pros if winsome's not going to like want to off himself because he has to play in you know traditional trash na solo queue his pings lower he's playing with better teammates you know like then this is all a win um because i don't think that you're you're really harming it the na solo queue is already you know like the, the queue times are insane like people are like waiting like an hour to play the game in high elo like it's a disaster um so like you're talking about it being bad for na solo queue na solo is already bad dude like I mean, at the end of the day, counter just to counter that, that like I definitely agree. Like this is very much a win for the pro players and especially high yield players who are already you know, on the West Coast, like in California, for example, like you no know, academy amateur. But, I'm, but we're saying like two, three years down the line, what about like your average Silicon player and that path to pro? That's where I'm honestly a bit worried. Yeah, well, so I think orgs are we gonna have orgs like sponsoring? Like, what are we going to have? Are we going to have to, or say, sponsor moving players off to the West Coast? Or, like, like, right now, there's even a problem. Did you not see that, like, amateur teams' subs are getting on right now? There's, like, a, a, a mid-diamond guy who was on the server because he got, like, an account for being a, a sub on an academy team. Like, I don't really think there's that much exclusivity around it. And I feel like if that becomes... I would rather that become an issue and then Riot find a solve for it. Like, if you get XLP on the main server you get an account or something. So I will you know, like, disagree with you a little bit, Mark, because it actually is very exclusive right now. Um, it's, I think it's, you have to be Elsia. I need to, I'm trying to pull it up right now, but it I, is, I have it. It says, it says access to champions queue will be limited at the outset, open to all LCS and Academy players, LLA players. So that's LATAM, mm -hmm. the top 16 NA amateur teams from both the spring proving grounds qualifiers and a handful of recent LCS alumni. Outside of these groups, we're providing a public application for other top players, master and above, so it's going to be master plus, to assess opportunities in expanding our competitive offerings at the highest level. And then further down, it says, all players must pass a behavior check to be admitted into Champions Q, and just talk about player behavior. So there is like a process to get in. Does that sound exclusive to anyone? You yes, literally just it said, does. Wait, that's like you have to be affiliated with an esports team in order to be a part of of this. So if you're no, but they literally just player, said anyone master and above in the future will get. Yes, in this yes, plant. yes. That is what I'm saying. Right now, I think it is like this is why I I disagree with the the callers take long term, um, and I think it's like I I will disagree with the long term with like an asterisk because it depends on how quickly they move on bringing people in. For instance, if it takes them six months to bring in more people, then like that's pretty bad, because then you're really gatekeeping it to just people that are associated with an an, an esports. Yeah, team. I mean, I, I understand that, but it's just like on day one, that feels like hand wringing, where you're like, well, what if what if they never let new people in? And I'm like, well, then yeah, we'll blast them. But like right now, it seems like there's a pretty clear path. You do want exclusivity, by the way. You don't want to just open the floodgates, because then it's just shit solo queue again. The yeah. whole point of this is that you're playing with people who get on comms with you, who you kind of trust a little bit. It's better to start a little exclusive than go too wide at the beginning and kill it before people have any interest. Well, so not just that, actually... but I, 
like I'm very excited about the the on the exclusivity side of it. I'm very happy that they are, are preventing people who are like one tricks or, uh, or assholes. Folks, yeah, or like people who are just jerks or people who will enter or whatever. Like I I do feel for the players who are like damn it, like how am I supposed to get good? But also there's some sense that if you're removing those players from the queue, it's a lot easier to get up to masters. Because that, yeah. like, perhaps if, you know... And by the way, I don't think it's one or done. Like, I don't think that the people that are in Champions Queue, Caller, who are, are not necessarily going to play... They're, like, solo fully removed well. from the pool, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know? But I do think if they're spending less time there, it should be easier to get Masters, and so that can kind of offset it. Um, Theoretically, I, but then how good are those... Then that leads to the question of... Again, these are all, like, just concerns. I think it's better that we nip these in the bud if we want Champions Queue to succeed long-term. Because, because like, I was... I was this article on the LLE Sports website found me very wanting. There, I had like a bunch of questions that I could not well, find answers for. Let, let me let me give you another, uh, ease your mind a little bit about the whole like regional exclusion thing. And, and well, I forget what you said, but like, you know, it's unfair for East Coast players. Um, my response to that is get good. Quas was challenger playing on the NA server from Venezuela with 300 ping. So um, just get good. Well, how? Well, how? That's definitely a possibility. However, you could lead to lead to issues where, for example, someone like who knows? Who knows? It really depends on ultimately how mature players are. But you could have people get like stigmatized where like because they have higher paying. But also, yeah, yeah. I mean, with, I, like, I, like it, it's just a bunch of questions. As like, I kind of wish we'd have like more clear, a more clear cut long term plan because, frankly. All we really have is that there's a public application, which means okay, if someone's masters are above, they can apply, but then yeah. they're here. Here's where I will agree with process. you. I don't think that they have done the best job. Like, there's a tweet longer from a, a, a person named Shogo, who is uh, a challenger and a player. Uh, he he put this out where he talked a lot about how he's like, for those who don't know me, I'm an international student, Israeli French resident who came to the U.S. to compete in the NA and, and to compete in NA and study. Currently an ADC for UST and consistently a challenger peaked rank for the season and ended last season one uh, 1100 LP. Uh, I, Im I immediately submitted an application. However, the L LCSPA announced that the launch will only be open. I was super disappointed. I've offers I've received offers and asked to try it for many top teams, but unfortunately I had to explain that because of my residency, I can't participate in proving ground. So. Like, I think that there are, I don't think that in the communication, I think the website is great. I think this, the plan is great. I don't think they've done enough to like assuage concerns for players who are now suddenly out of this and there's not a clear path to getting in, right? There's an application. There's no explanation on when applications will be reviewed. There's no information on like what the applications are based off of. Uh, is this like a thing where you have to know somebody to get in? Like, I think I think that that is the area where I hope that they are going to to cover more because, look, in some ways, I think this is super cool because people previously it was like I just want to get challenger or grandmaster like that was like the goal for a lot of people. Now the goal can be, hey, my goal is to make it onto this like exclusive server, and I think that that can really drive people, and it will hopefully, in some unique ways, also make the solo queue experience in North America better because there's like a goal to get to. And like, there's literally a financial incentive to get there. Right. Um, yeah. So, but I, 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 I do think it's, a I hope that, I hope that too. It's just, I don't have enough. 
I, ultimately, there's not enough to give me confidence that that's going to happen. And I, I feel like, to, to be honest, I think you're, you're looking at this problem backwards. You're, you're looking at it from like the average person. The, the thing about Champions Q is it's like they're, they're prioritizing pro players and amateurs and, and academy players. Like this is to improve the, high, the highest quality solo queue for the people who do this for a living um, first and foremost. So that's what they're prioritizing right now. And the biggest issue Champion Q is going to face is them getting bored with it. Not these challenger players getting in, not like these kinds of things. It's operational problems that are going to make the whole thing collapse from the inside out, not the outside in, if that makes sense. Like it's, it's a much bigger concern that like pros don't want to use the audio and then they don't like the times and then they get pissed at some of the players and like they don't want to play with these guys, you know, like. I think that those things are a way bigger concern than, um, you know, random guy who's not quite master yet. How does he get in? Raz I'm saying, I'm saying less about people who are, I think, Mark, I think something that the it, angle I was coming for is not the average player per se, a someone who climbs up too high ELO. And again, those players are more likely to be on the East Coast and then they get into yep. Champions yep. League. Okay, people can get pissed right at now. them. I don't give a fuck but right now. I'm worried you don't about give the pros. Now. What about what about no a couple year, two years, three years down the look down yep, the road? I'll care the then. I'll care then. There's not okay. an issue yet. You're hand wringing. I don't care. Is it wrong to at least have this discussion? Like, hey, let's at least have some have yeah. some plan, or is it you think it's better to? They laid out the plan. Keep... They said there's going to be an application. I, I here's I I'm, I do think that it is. The, the problem is that some of the stuff that you're bringing up, Collar, like you can't solve the East Coast thing. You've, you've, you, there are two difficult decisions. One is to create this exclusive th uh, thing or to create something that's non-exclusive. I think we have had the non-exclusive thing for the a while. The non-exclusive thing is called solo queue. Yeah, and it's, and it's not been working great. So it's time for something new. I don't, I don't, I disagree with Mark that it's a bad idea to have like any conversations about what this looks like, like what next steps look like, because it's like, cool, you created this. Like, do you have a plan beyond this? I think asking that question is fair, but I don't think that like, I forget your original take, but I don't think that it's like, I, I think this is great. Like quite frankly, Riot hasn't done shit for this stuff to solve this problem for years. The fact that they're willing to try something now is very exciting to me. And it sounds like the LCSPA had a lot to do with it. So I think that's good. One side thing uh, I want to say before we wrap up the call. Uh, I was talking to somebody on the team side earlier, and they said, I think scouting is going to improve tremendously with this queue if it sticks because all these amateur players will be in comms, hear what pros sound like, and get directly evaluated in a more thorough way. That was something I had not even really thought about as a benefit to uh, this system. And so I, I think I would like to explore the benefits and like, look, if it collapses, we can all go back to the way it was before. But I'd, I'd rather try this out and see the ways that it's going to get uh, handled before um, we worry about killing it. Blue Frost, thanks so much for the call. Is there anything you want to shout out? I'm just going to give C9 a shout out for just it's great that they've been, you know, they're taking a crack at a lot of the issues on their own. They're doing things that, you know, are, at least in the LCS, unprecedented with the internal scrim is being willing to just fundamentally challenge the way people look at the game. And hopefully we, hopefully this encourages a lot more innovation and a lot more people to just try new things and experiment. Yeah. And again, thanks for coming on, by the way, I just want to say, I know 
we disagreed with you, Mark, a little bit more than me. Uh, but it's the show is not fun whenever everybody just calls in and we all agree with them. So yeah, uh, I appreciate you taking the time and also for arguing with Mark. Uh, thanks so much for the call. And we'll, we'll catch you. <laughs> no next calls time. like this are, are when the show is fun. We if yeah. if people just fold and as soon as I disagree, it's it's not nearly as fun. So thanks for sticking with it. Yeah, thank Bye. you, Bye. All right. Uh, Mark is off to grab the next caller. Uh, and then in the meantime, thank you to, uh, to tidbits. I don't know what that is. Vigilant monkey. Teal is Panda. Adam, uh, blue frost, MVL 33, Ari Waddle and Noah Culling. We've got the mother sauce here speaking. I think I just shouted you out for subbing. Thank you for the sub. Uh, where are you calling from? Uh, yeah. Sorry, where uh, are you I'm calling, calling from, from uh, Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Ontario, Canada. Canada. What do you want to talk about on the show? Uh, yeah, my take is oh, that Dignitas right now statistically is a top three team in the LCS. Okay. What about not statistically? Do you still think they're a top three team in the LCS? Uh, sorry, one sec. I tried to mute to Twitch. So I can hear you guys. Uh, not statistically, I think that their team fighting has looked good. I think as the season goes on and they play uh, against, I know they play against EG, and uh, I think it's TL next. No, sorry, EG and uh, Hundred Thieves uh, this coming week. I think that will be a bigger test for how they actually stack up. But I think right now they've they've gone off to a really great start and have looked like really good. Obviously, coming out of lock-in as well, uh, um, and so, yeah. so, do you think that they will continue to do this well? Um, yeah, I think I think their team play is has looked really good. Um, Fake God, uh, I think took a like. I mean, he looked like he got abused. I'd say in that match against uh, in like the series against TL, Whippo like really kind of smurfed on him, but uh, I think he's looked way better. He kind of he gets behind in lane, but he seems to do like his fair share of damage and stuff in team fights. Uh, River, I would say, like uh, you criticize that like he's he's only played J four, but I would say the jungle pool doesn't seem to be what uh, teams are really focusing on banning out. So I think people are just going to keep giving it to him, or and I I don't think he can only play J four. Obviously, uh, blue is statistically right now just the best mid in the league like by by cs his team fight damage is great uh he falls behind in lane slightly uh like he's down right now at 10 i'm using oracle elixir's stats is uh, is this just for this weekend or is this yeah this is lock just i'm not including lock-in in these but uh yeah his um uh neo when you account for the fact that uh, uh, like FlyQuest is playing this heavy like dive bot style, he has the best gold difference and XP difference in League. Johnson is the only one that has higher, but I mean, when you're five-man diving bot at four minutes, it's easy to look good. And Biofrost is, I think, playing out of his mind uh, to come to come back after like a year, what a year and a half off. Mark and. Oh, so, sorry to cut out mother's house. Uh, oh, we, no, no. We, okay. I appreciate I appreciate raising the dignitas stuff, but Mark, and respectfully, 
Mark, if uh-huh. you were doing a blame game and you saw a comment on Reddit that was saying, I looked at the stats on Oracle's Elixir uh, for this one weekend, <laughs> and you use that to justify the players, uh-huh. how, would, how would that blame game look? What would your reaction be? I would have no problem with it. Oh, okay. I, I agree with using stats with a sample size of two. That's why I firmly believe that Jenkins is the greatest top player North America has ever seen. He has a 51 CSD at 10. Can you believe it? I can't believe Jenkins was this good and teams took this long to pick him up. Just look at the stats. Maybe Jenkins is the best top laner. Do you wonder why Jat benched Alfari for this absolute stud of a top laner? Yeah, I, think, I, I, I can see what you're saying. Yeah, uh, listen. I'm down with Dignitas hype. I just mm-hmm. think the angle you have taken here is a little problematic uh, mm. because it's like, you know, it's just going to get swept aside so easily by the doubters because ultimately I'm on your side. But like, I, sure. I'm going to go to play devil's advocate here. It's it's two fucking games. Yeah, <laughs> not yeah, only that. T- totally. I just, I, like, just it's totally to like a, everyone, a very. Like, those I can games were played against like no the two so worst far. teams in the league. Yeah. Did you just call TSM one of the worst teams in the league? I called them one of the two worst teams in the league. Did you see them I, play this weekend? Work? Yeah, I mean, I yeah, like I would I would agree that TSM has not looked like as good. Like when you think of like Spica and uh, like he, I would say he's widely been regarded as like a good jungler for the past couple of years, uh, and he hasn't really. He didn't look that great this weekend. I don't think. Um, how can you when you're playing River, who is statistically one of the best junglers in the LCS? Okay, okay. so don't tease your brother's house about about the stats, though. Let's talk a little. Let's expand this out to be a little bit of a, a yeah, conversation. Sure. Yeah. So, so to talk more seriously about it, um, I, I think like some of the points you're saying about River, you know, being a Jarvan one trick, I think that's fine. You know, like sure, yeah. I, I, we talked about this a little bit on the dive. Like we've seen River. If you've watched him internationally, you're not worried about him just playing Jarvan. Like he's smurfed mm-hmm. on on Rumble. He's played a lot of different champions. He doesn't have champion pool issues. The fact that maybe the team is crutching on him to be Jarvan and make stuff happen in the early game that's a concern I could maybe get behind a little bit. But sure. like I think the the point about the bot lane being solid is true. Like including lock-in i don't know why you didn't include lock-in that's why i asked you because i was like including their performance in lock-in where yeah, they I, were able to beat 100 thieves and they were able to challenge totally. team liquid and blue eyes looked good against all these people like i think you actually have mm-hmm. a strong case i just don't think the stats actually make that case sure yeah yeah I, like separate from the stats i'd say they just looked like really good in like they look like a really good team fighting team like i've been really impressed with that that aspect of their macro and uh i think it was even Blue called it out on, uh, uh, like, the broadcast uh, in their game against Immortals. Uh, like, that River and Biofrost were just, like, the main shot callers and, and really making plays happen for the team. And I think that's, like, a... I, I think that's a good look for, for Dig, and they should stick to that sort of style. My prediction for Dig this this six weeks is... You've already become... said it, like, four times. No, 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 no. Shut Let me finish this... my fucking thing, Mark. I'm going to say that they become the gatekeepers of the bottom half, top half. Like, that they're I... going to hang out in the fifth to sixth zone, and that they're going to be one of those teams where they look good, especially whenever they have a chance to play bottom five teams. And then I predict that, for instance, they will lose to EG this weekend. They will beat CLG. 
Like they they're going to do they'll probably beat FlyQuest the next week and Golden Guardians and so then they'll have a what uh 5 and 1 record in the first 3 weeks and people are going to be hyping them up even though the only team that they'll have played with any great difficulty will be Evil Geniuses. And so then after that we'll start to see them fall whenever they have to play Cloud9 Bro. and Team Liquid in the next mm. in the fourth week. How are you going to call Rome Smite team FlyQuest 2 and 0? An easy win for Dignitas. No one's been able to beat the Rome Smite meta. Haven't you seen how how dominant it is in their games not being, you know, total uh, back and forth throw fests? <laughs> sure. Maybe that one maybe they end up four and two. I don't know. But I <laughs> I I just I I think that that's that's my prediction on on how things are gonna go. Uh, and that doesn't mean that I think they're uninteresting. Like I think that team can be really interesting, especially because I mean, people thought they were going to be a last place team. People were really down on blue. People didn't seem to ever want to talk about Braver, despite the fact that he'd obviously looked great internationally for a long time. Um, and and blue is looking perhaps even better than a fifth uh, or sixth place mid laner. Uh, and certainly statistically, he's the best mid laner in the league. So I yeah. think uh, you know it, the league the, the team will continue to be interesting. But I I think that some of that will be a little bit of a mirage. Hmm. I think I think they can okay. get top four by the end of the by the end of spring. Well, uh, you're rating them one higher reasonable. than I. I was rating them by saying top four. Sure, but that's uh, that's uh, not they they won't be in uh, what is it? Oh Five god, I can't think of the fucking yeah. They um, won't be uh, in Mark, the lower half of a playoffs. I, I will say agree with my take. Uh, it's tough because top four with C9 actually be, being good. I was thinking that C9 would need some time to adapt, but the two L right out the gate. Um, you know, does make an interesting sense. Since they beat EG because I was thinking, you know, TL hundred thieves, EG guaranteed top three. Then can dig punch in above Cloud Nine for a little bit, but now I don't know. So I think the top half of the league is really interesting. I'm gonna go top five. I just feel like, mm. um, see, even they, you don't have the faith. No, not at all. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, like, yeah. I, I had the faithful shall be rewarded. Come on. Yeah. Watch Blue slam Fudge next time he tries to pick some weak-ass Enchanter shit. Mm. I mean, he'll get slammed and then I, later on Blabber yeah, I think this goes or... Take, but I think Enchanter mids are actually just disgustingly broken right now. Blabber <laughs> or Semi will be... He'll, he'll get slammed and then he'll be throwing up multiple shields that just prevent someone from dying until they proc a Guardian yeah. Angel and then come back and kill everyone. I mean, it's... They Oop. watch, they watch you need to be Fudge play... If you can just they, they, they... throw shields. Yeah, they watched him play Lux against JoJo, and they're like, all right, you're playing Soraka. Thanks. Okay. Uh, thank you, Mother Sauce, for the call. Anything you want to shout out before yeah, you take a quick break? Uh, yeah. Um, I just want to say, like, thanks. Uh, you guys, um, I, don't know how, I don't know how often, like, you guys get, like, thanks from, from fans and stuff, but, like... Uh, I have some like health problems that stop me from like working and it's it can be really like you know a downer sometimes but watching like LCS and uh your guys content really makes it like a lot easier so thank you guys thanks man i'm sorry to hear about yeah. your health stuff i hope hope things uh, trend in the yeah, okay. we'll, for you yeah it's okay yeah we'll get it cleared up yeah. supportive twitch chat right now too yes yeah exactly yeah this and, is uh, what every every twitch every caller that has a take that chat doesn't like you need to just end it with something wholesome like this, and then everybody will turn around. Yeah. Thanks again, Mother Sauce, and we'll catch you next time. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah.
All right, time to take a quick break and talk about Alienware. Uh, they're actually out here. I don't know if I'm allowed to say this. Uh, doing some Alienware update stuff, so I'm going to have to to go say hello to them tomorrow night. We're going to grab food. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, but speaking of the Alienware update, everyone should know. In fact, programming note uh, for folks, and Mark and I haven't talked about this specifically, but next week's show is going to be on Tuesday rather than on Monday because I am out of town on Monday. But uh, on the 11th, on the 11th, in just four days, right? One, two, three. Wait, are we doing a Valentine's Day special? No. Why is it on Tuesday then? Tuesday is Valentine's Day. No, it's not. Tuesday get stuff is not Valentine's Day. That's the 15th. <laughs> if you have reservations, I would recommend you call and get them changed quickly because you're running out of time. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but the good news is your Monday just opened up, Mark, because we're doing Hotline League on Tuesday instead. So you have Valentine's Day. I did this for you, actually. I wanted you to have Valentine's Day to yourself on Monday. So uh, anyway, this is an Alienware ad, not a Mark valentine's day ad and all of you should know that on the 11th i mentioned this last week and we had a, a big conversation about time zones that people on twitch check out or youtube comments got angry about 2 p.m central twitch.tv slash alienware 2 p.m central they are doing the big alienware update it has a game show uh team liquid and nvidia geforce segments and so much more so please go be sure to check that out uh twitch.tv slash alienware if you don't follow that channel, maybe go follow it so that you don't miss it. If you end up in that channel, uh, why don't you just say Travis sent me? Because then they'll notice it and uh, they will love me. And I appreciate that because they, I love them because they make everything work here. So again, uh, please go check out the Alien Raw update. It's in four days as we record this, but if maybe you're listening to this later. So again, it's on the 11th, 2 p.m. Central. Do the math on what time zone that is for you. I think it's uh, it's like 12 Pacific, if I'm right, because there's Mountain and then Central and then East Coast. Or is there something else? No, that would be three. Okay, anyway, thank you so much to Alienware for sponsoring the show. Mark, you want to grab our next caller? Yeah, sure, why not? Why don't I do that, huh? Wow. Uh, thank you to Ari Waddle for the 42 months, Noah Kohling, Digibaku, Dark Suzu, Suza, Kaladin Stormblessed, Thank you, Kaladin Starbless. Big, big fan of your oaths. Uh, Tol Aki, Spencer Neutron, who's a tier three. 47 months. Thank you. Uh, Retro Paint, Mr. Dr. Enchilada, Turtle Lord, Ventus Official for 46. Trike Gang, uh, Copper Core, Jorms P. Thank you to all of our subs. Discord link. If anybody ever needs the Discord, they can just go to discord.gg slash Travis, or they can do exclamation mark Discord in the chat. Just so everybody knows again thanks to all of our subs mark's taking a little bit to grab the next caller and i'm just waiting patiently while glancing nervously up at the screen oh he's back rooney is here rooney where are you calling from hey i'm calling from new hampshire new hampshire nice to talk to you what do you want to or what do you see your take tonight so i got a bit of a two-parter uh my first one's going to get me booed off the stage by twitch chat but uh it plays into my second one a little bit my okay. uh, first thing is that Smite Jan Top is actually healthy for League as a whole. And my second take is that Fly, the Fly CG game was an early candidate, uh, candidate for Game of the Year. But I'll start Game with Game of the Year in LCS or? 
well, at least LCS, if not ongoing okay. for other leagues. So go ahead and explain the first part. All right, so I think, in my personal opinion, that Smite Janatop is really healthy for the league as a whole. Uh, if we go back to the broadcast and also uh, Jat's podcast this morning that released, they both mentioned how unique strategies make the game interesting and exciting. I think that this one especially does this because you get early tower dives, a lot of action in the early game, which makes the games more enterta uh, entertaining to watch, which is also drastically different from other, shall we say, off-meta uh, strategies like funnel and lane swaps. Or It also favors those who can adapt quickly to it, and it has a clear counterplay, which, again, funnel and lane swaps did not. You kind of had to opt into it. Um, it opens the door for a lot of uh, champions that you don't see, which is the counterplay, like bruisers such as Jax, Fiora, Gwen, Kale, if you want to ca call her a bruiser. Um, sorry, uh, one of your subs just messaged me. Uh, if you want to call her a bruiser, uh, can get in the meta. There's already an item that talks about it with hull or that counters it with Hullbreaker, which I mean, Whipple might actually be able to get use out of his build if he goes Scion again. And there are other tanks too that can use it, like Gnosis and maybe even Orn because he has strong late game team related scaling with his uh, item upgrades. The two potential downsides I can see is it's wicked powerful on red Sp side. Speed it up a little bit just because we have to get to the flight quest part. So. Okay, uh, potentially Wicked Powerful on Red Side because they have to, like, they're the ones that get to decide if they run it or not. And Solicule will struggle with it because people generally don't have map awareness. Uh, the FlyQuest part is actually game of the year because it put both teams in situations that you won't see anywhere else. And since the first time that it was, I guess, brought out on stage, it made for really tough macro decisions that at the same time made it super entertaining. Like, the game state was never stable, and you got to watch the teams adapt to the strategies in real time. Um, There's a poll in the chat right now about, is Smite Janna top good for the game? I think some people are rigging it with channel points, but... Um, uh, Travis, do you want to go first? Because mine, mine will be a bit of a, a ramble. No, yeah, it's probably good that I get my stupid take out of the way. Yeah, uh, get, I like get, it. Get it I think, uh, you know, I have some friends that are into Dota... I think Dota has, at least I don't know what the meta is over there right now, but one of the things that has been really cool about Dota is that you have a lot of P you just have a, a way bigger variety of picks. Like whenever TI comes around, you have way more things that are being played. And I think oftentimes you end up in a situation where you just have like a rock, paper, scissors meta in one of the lanes where it's just like, okay, well, we've got three or four champions just get picked all the time. So, yeah, I guess I know there's like a ton of conversation about enchanters and shields and all that stuff that can be had. And so maybe this is not everyone's favorite version of that. I also think that this is kind of like short lived, though. So I'm not too worried about it. But I love it whenever you see unconventional stuff. I've watched enough League of Legends and I've seen enough bruisers hang out in the top lane that I don't feel like I really need to see yet another bruiser versus bruiser situation or something. I don't know. Go ahead, Mark. Uh, no, I mean, I think the the part that you have to separate in this is like good for pro league in viewership and good for the game because if you're just saying for the game i don't think i can agree with you it's pretty horrible for solo queue it is a weird strat that everyone has to like opt into and like over time people could learn it but 
you know, I'm, I'm not sure that's what people want in their games. And if it's going to turn people off from playing the game, then it's bad for the game. <laughs> um, so I think that's the problem with it right now is the solo queue angle. If you throw out the solo queue angle and you could just somehow only have this happen in pro, um, I don't think it's too bad, but you'd have to see how effective it becomes. But as of right now, I mean, like, theoretically, I enjoy it. Like, being able to watch what it does, it's new, it's fresh, it's fun, it's very different. So when you, it's not just like, oh, here's one weird counter pick. Let's talk about auction. You know, like, it's actually changing the way that both teams fully approach the game. Like you said, some of the itemization choices and champions that you might pick, people haven't really invested in it. The annoying part for pro play is, like, you know, because the solo key part is unhealthy, that it's going to die. And so... For the teams, it's also probably not very fun to have to deal with it for two months. Um, so I can understand that angle as well, that uh, it's pretty much bad for everyone except viewers. Viewers get to have fun. I guess casters too. I enjoy it. Um, but like, I, I wish... It feels like League is too set in what it is right now to become Dota. You know, Whenever someone's like, oh, well, Dota has all this strategic diversity, it's like, yeah, well... League's had 10 years of not that. League viewers don't want that. Or League players, I should say, probably don't want, want that. They want League. May I make a quick counterpoint? Go for it. So I've played one game so far against a uh, roaming Twitch. I normally just stick around in normals. But I had a ton of fun with it because, I mean, it kind of made it like Luigi's Mansion. You didn't know what, like, what was going to pop up when, and you had to play the map so differently. And as a, a support main, I love playing the Vision game. And it changed the way that I had to think about everything, which was a ton of fun for me. I thought it was a little uh, bit more like Mario Party, where it was just a fiesta and it felt like things didn't matter. I kind of thought it was like Mario Kart, where like sometimes it doesn't matter how ahead you get, you're still going to lose to it, like Golden Guardians. Well, They got, they got blue-shelled by Jinx. That, they also... Uh... I mean, they had their chances. <laughs> Fly through that Baron. Like, that yeah, was... Yeah, no, no, no. That, that, that was, that was not a comp. <laughs> that was not a comp that got, is broken or a strat that's broken. That's a team booming a little bit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but but on, on the point, you know, like, I think some people will enjoy it. Like, I have done lane swaps in Solo Queue before because I'm, I'm an idiot. And, like, when lane swaps were a real thing, you know, I was like, well, I'm an analyst for a team. I understand what I'm supposed to be doing. And the other team doesn't know how to dive me correctly. So I would like pick Malphite and see, or uh, Malkai in season four. And like, I'd be like, all right, let's lane swap. The bot lane's not going to go what to do. And you guys get to shit on someone else's top laner. And it was like great fun for me. But like, I don't think that's indicative of the entire player base. So like, good for you and the few psychopaths who enjoy this. I think everyone else, even the players who are doing it in solo queue at high elo, are doing it to highlight how shit top lane is that this can be a viable strategy that can outperform top laners. Um, that's my take on why it's it's like being done so much in solo queue. Uh, um, but that that's just my two cents. What about the the FlyQuest game? Um, I mean, it's an early candidate for game of the year. I think the. Uh, some of the C9, like the, the C9 EG game was also fucking awesome. I think one thing you said that I kind of agree with Rooney is like unstable game states, because these things are like less solved, um, it's harder for me to look at a game and go, ah, this will happen. Which like after watching League for 10 years, I, I, I can sometimes just be like, this is this game's over now at like 18 minute Rift Herald fight. There's like eight minutes left of the game, you know? 
I don't really feel that way when I'm watching these LS drafts because I'm like, don't they just turn on soon even though they're two and a half K down? Or, you know, like like these kinds of things with the the smite roaming top. I'm like, they're 2K behind, but are they actually behind? Like, where does it go from here? Uh, I do think it, it does make the game more interesting. Yeah, like I've been watching since probably season two. Since uh, Actually, no, it was the first season of LCS when it was uh, GGU versus three. TSM in the finals. Yeah. And... Um, like yeah, like I can figure out what the, where the game's gonna go in the first like twenty minutes normally, but this just throws a wrench in everything. It makes it so much more entertaining. Well, either way, thank you so much, uh, Rooney, for the call. Anything you want to shout out before we go on to our next caller? Uh, yeah, shout out to uh, Gamefuel, uh, Alienware, and Grubhub for doing what I can't and financially supporting you guys. And also shout out to my boy Girlish Menace. He's in the chat. Hi, buddy. Very good. Thank you so much for the call, and we'll catch you next time. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, See, catch you later. All right. Mark is off to grab the next caller. Girlish Menace in the chat. Hello. Smoke Dog, thank you for the 30 months. Appreciate it. Very nice of you. Uh, all right. Well, we're out, of, we're out of subs for me to read, so now I'm just sitting in silence because we don't have a guest, so I can't shoot the shit with anybody, but the audio can't... Oh, the Great Clockworm is here. Great Clockworm, where are you calling from? The Great Clockworm, where are you calling from? Mr. Uh, Clockworm. Is it? Do you think it's doing that Discord glitch? Uh, Clockworm, you might need to DC, uh, hang up, and then join one of the calls, and I'll, I'll pull you back in. Uh, we get this like once every like 10 episodes or something like that. Yeah, so just hang up. There's like a disconnect button. Click that. Can you hear me now? Yes. Oh, there we go. Hello. Yeah, I think I just changed my I changed my headphones. I was I uh, didn't want my speakers to be like reverberating. I'm nice. here now. We love it when they change it at the last fucking. Anyway, what do you want yep. to talk about? On yep. the show? Oh wait, where are you calling from, Great, great Clockworm? I am calling from Fairfax, Virginia. Fairfax, like up in Virginia. Northern Virginia, near DC. Yeah. Nice. What do you want to talk about on the show? Uh, I would like to talk about how Berserker A is cracked, um, but B, he is like a once-in-a-decade like franchise and generational talent, and even if C9 doesn't win it all this year, they should do everything in their power to keep him as their ADC for years to come. What? Church followers? You're, when you're Jack, you hear that, and you just go, cha-ching! Let's send this guy off to Team Liquid or something. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know. I, well, that's, that's what I'm scared of, that like they'll do pretty good this year, they'll yeah. go to Worlds, you know, they won't C win C9 spring finals. C9 fans but... always want their players to do just good enough because uh, if they get yeah. MVP or something <laughs> there's a good chance that's the last season you're going to see somehow we still have Blabber yeah he's yeah, got yeah, two exactly. MVPs he's, we still have he survived him it. Oh. he's got some sort of incriminating evidence on Jack or something I don't know <laughs> for sure for sure um, okay so uh, Mark Berserker is he the greatest player of all time I saw somebody in chat before the show started who was saying the best ADC C9 has ever had uh, I don't know how you feel about sample sizes. We talked a little bit about that earlier today in the call. Mm, um, mm. I don't know if you feel like that comes into play here or not. There's only uh, two. <laughs> yeah, it could matter. Um, I also saw some love for Winston. People are like, he's the best support in the LCS. So people are definitely riding this uh, Copium lane. or Hopium, I guess, for their, their bot lane. I don't know what to call it. Um, but Berserker is a beast. Uh, I don't want to discredit that. Uh, once in a lifetime generational talent. I don't know. These games are weird, man. These games are hella weird. 
I think um, I was concerned about the bot lane because of Winsome, but I think the the first and second game combined have have largely wiped my fears away about him not being prepared for for pro play. Um, the the Sona game was was pretty good. Uh, the, the Thresh game was really good. I think um, both of them are, are clearly really fucking good. So I, I'm I'm pretty bought in. I don't know if I'm I'm once in a generation off two games though. That might be a little bit. You might have snorted a little more than me. Could I specify it like a little further? Sure. I, I know. I know. I know. Travis wants to say a couple things. It's just I, my take is more like this guy is a super young. He is coming out of you know um, SKT, you know Academy Farm system. He looked fantastic there. He's got a like. I, I'd be interested in seeing him off Valleys. He looked great on a lot of other champions there. I would say more like he 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 already looked really nuts. This weekend, will there probably be a couple games where he's on like Jin or Sivir or something, and he doesn't look as flashy? Yeah, but I think that like C9 should really commit to like Berserker's going to be our ADC for a long time because he only has like room to go up and be a much stronger franchise talent. Is kind of what I would I would Again, also specify. I don't think ADC9 fans should ever say this player will be our X for a very long time. Uh, yeah. I yeah, I didn't even for some reason I didn't realize he was only 18. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, he 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 like the caller said, he came up from the yeah uh, T one farm system, and he hasn't played. He's he's a rookie, you know. He can right, rim, yeah, yeah. win rookie of the rookie of the split. By the way, I think this is the first time it's actually a good rookie of the split competition for sure. Because most of the time, usually there's, like there's just a clear cut. Yeah, yeah, there's like the one guy. It's like, oh, it's Danny. It's a fucking joke. Who else? But here you have Berserker. Jojo Pune could still get it. Um, uh, I mean, potentially win some. I know I keep I keep forgetting other people, but I know there are other ones. I mean, there's a ton. Uh, Luger, Lu- um, you know, like there's. It just feels like there's a lot of people who could potentially uh, get the award. So, um, I think the thing I want to see. Well, so one, I watched his his games. I know you're talking about the Aphelios. When I was scouting him, he wasn't playing much Aphelios, and I was watching his Callista and other stuff. He, he's got it on other champs. If you're worried about champ, Tristana, yeah, yeah, just just don't worry about champ for Berserker. He's fine. Definitely not worried about that. Uh, Takoy underrated. Good point, Peter. Um, but I think the the thing for me would be, what does it look like when bot lane is more of a focus? I feel like these games are getting really wonky, you know, where like you have like this top Trinomere and Soraka mid, and there's this Ivern and a Kiana. I, I want to see them in more standard games. Uh, maybe C9 just never plays standard. I don't know. But like those, the sample size of the games. And and how weird they are is what's like. I'm like I don't, you know. I'm still waiting to see. But his late game team fighting is absolutely incredible. His mechanics yep. are, are god tier. The other thing is, when did he get into LA? Three days uh, ago. Like, yeah, three days ago. <laughs> okay, so yeah. we need to see what his half life looks like because, as we all know, players coming from other regions and other Silicu systems they, they get, get worse. to the states, and then things look really good, and then there's. Some deterioration that occurs naturally. Yeah. Maybe Champion Skew is going to really help keep that together. I don't know, but uh... no, that's a great point, Travis. Think about it. Jojo Pune is already deteriorated. You know, he's been playing in NA his whole life. Berserker can only get worse from here. I mean, honestly, he is deteriorating. Look at him. He's he's one and one this weekend. Yeah, he... clapped by a first time Soraka. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He, Jesus. Uh, and like, how did how did those lock in finals? Everybody was riding the hype train on this guy up until and he withered ago. away. Yes, exactly. <laughs> he forgot, and then he came here, and he was, or he came into the LCS and was like, 
Oh, wait, I am a product of North America. No, maybe that's actually why he will be God mode. Because he's, like, been practicing with all the training rate weights. He's not going to drop off like the um, the other players coming from other regions. They're just going to be... He's he's already had to deal with all this bullshit. Um, no, the, the the way LS will protect them is they're, they're all doing internals only. They're not going to ever go touch solo queue. Okay. That's the way. Um, honestly, if you told me LS was like, I've made a rule, no North American solo queue or something like that, I that sounds... Some, like something champions queue only you're not yeah, allowed yeah. to touch solo queue yeah, otherwise yeah. your mental will boom right exactly we keep them away from that and uh, anytime we have a break we fly them straight back to korea um anyway uh <laughs> all right uh is there any i guess i'm trying to think if there's anything else to talk about on this so it seems like we're i don't know mark over under that berserker continues to be this amazing great adc Ooh, this is a tough one. Here's the prediction that you and I should make. Rookie of the split, since we kind of talked about it, and I feel like it it plays into the Berserker point. Who's That's, our rookie of the split? Is, wait, is there, is there, do they still do rookie of the split, or is it rookie of the year now? I think they might have changed it to rookie of the year. Yeah, I think they changed it to rookie of the year, because I think they were like, there's not enough per split, so... Yeah, That's, yeah, but that's well, even... let's say... Rookie of the year. Um, yeah, let's say the rookie of the year. I assume there's not going to be like usually between splits. What happens is like only the bad teams bring in new rookies. Yeah. Um, otherwise, you're bringing in veterans to shore up like the good teams. You know, like so. I I feel like you know we we probably have the list of people who are going to win. It's either JoJo Luger. Um, I guess technically Poom could could also get it from that bot lane. I mean, that Bjergsen um, guy went straight from Academy to LCS. To Koi, that was pretty good. Um. Uh, yeah. Uh. Or the TSM players. TSM guys. That's right. Yeah. Kaido and Shenye can both get it technically. Um, um. I think. Well, here, answer me this, Mark. Do you think that the meta right now, or I don't know, obviously it's going to change a lot over the year, but do you think it favors help making any? Because obviously, there's been a lot of times where ADCs complain about how they feel like they can't do anything in the game or whatever. I feel like ADCs are fine. Um, they're always relevant. As much as they bitch and moan about it, it's just mostly about the fact that they can't... They don't have agency in the game, but if you're still popping off, you'll win that. Um, yeah. I feel like, you know, you can say it's a little favored towards mid lane because everyone's always focused on mid lane, but if if JoJo ends up playing Soraka and Ivern and the whole meta just becomes these enchanters in NA, then, like, it's probably going to an AD carry player. You know what? That's my reasoning. Berserker's going to win it. Berserker wins you're, rookie, you rookie asked, of the year. You're using my methodology because that was going to be my method. That's why I asked you which which role is tougher to shine in right now. And now you're using my methodology to decide it. Yep. Well, it's it's the Enchanter meta. No, I I think Berserker probably will get it. I'm the thing that's con that actually is is making me a little concerned if he does get it is the fact that he has winsome to like their their success is kind of tied together so if they start having 2v2 like if people start i don't know targeting them more or they they learn what champs to take winsome off of a little bit like um maybe that's an area where they can they can start getting into a little bit more trouble whereas i think for for dan or for jojo it's just mid lane um and like yeah you have to work with inspire and all this other stuff the but reason i'm gonna go with jojo is because there's a chance that winsome and berserker split the vote you know like if you think if you're like i want to give it to a c9 player Right. Maybe you have a tough time deciding between the two or something. Yeah. 
the 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 enchanter point was a joke yeah enchanters if they're busted will get nerfed uh i'm not worried about that um i think uh i think berserker more likely to get it though i'm still leaning berserker i don't know a part of me wants to lean more berserker because i'm more i currently have more faith in c9 than i do eg Umiyushi said he was scared of Berserker, and that's something that I always keep in the back of my head as well. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm going to go Berserker. I'm going to go Berserker over Jojo Pin. I, I think Jojo is great, but uh, all the EG people plus Tim, I think they're just, they're, it's their heart. They're, now he's been built up too much in my And a copium, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's overhyped. Now he's going to fail. Berserker, no, no one knew what to expect. Now they're just like, holy shit. Yeah, they're doing him a disservice at this point in time, I think. They need to chill out for a little bit and just let the, his play speak for itself. Um, all right. Thank you so much, Great Clockworm, for the call. Anything you want to shout out before we say goodbye? Nothing to shout out. Just, just one last sales pitch to Jack. I know that your first instinct is to have a great year with Berserker and Summit and then port them off to Team Liquid or TSM or something, but what's going to bring you more money in the long run? Selling them off for $5 million this year or consistently making worlds and having awesome pop-up plays on Aphelios and shit like that year after year as him being a franchise ADC like Sneaky used to be? That's all I have to say. Jack, thanks for your time. Uh, thank you, Mark. Thank you, Travis. And this has continued my long streak of always appearing on the show when there isn't a guest. This is like my fifth call in. I've never called in with a guest. Just you two. Catch so. you next time. Uh, yeah, yeah. Later. Jack, Thanks so much for having me. Jack will sell them for $5 million now, and then he'll find another player and sell them for another $5 million. The problem yeah. is you can't sell each player for $5 million if you stick with them. Right. Exactly. <clears throat> it's, a, it's a conundrum. Okay. Mark is off to grab the next caller. Where are we? Moonfish, thank you for the 16 months. D9TV, thank you for the sub and the gifted sub. Ceases Caroline, close to two years. And all the dog, thank you for the 10 months. Okie dokie's here. Okie dokie, where are you calling from? Uh, Portland. Portland. What do you want to talk about on the show? Um, take is that C9, TSM, Fly, and Dignitas will be top four come playoffs. And you're talking about spring. Yes. I'll so in, in, you're talking about in five weeks from now, these players will finish, or is it five or six? Whatever. Anyway. Um, top four. They're going to be the top four. Yes. And again, fly, you said fly, dig, C9. TSM. TSM. There's one of those okay. that is the most suspect to me, and normally I would usually agree with, <laughs> but one of them I'm very sus on. Wait, 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 Travis. This is this is a good question. Which one are you more sus on? Zero two TSM or two zero uh, fly or two zero dig? I actually don't I'm, know who you're most no, sus on. No, TSM is the one I'm most sus on. Didn't you hear earlier whenever I said that I thought they were a, a bottom two team? I can't believe, dude. Travis is such a fucking TSM hater. He's no, you're always just trying to throw me the TSMs. Roles. He's always trying to worry about the. Remember TSM what Mark said earlier about. He said, he says LS. they're worse than fly, and they're worse than dig, and they're worse than than literally everyone in the league but immortals. Yeah, and that, and I see, and Dominic <laughs> yeah. is in the chat. Yeah. Dominic's in the chat. I got lunch with him last week. He paid for the meal because uh, speaker was late to the show, and uh, I'm I'm locking it in, dude. The TSM players themselves are trying to downplay their their 
chances in spring. You know what I mean? Like they're trying to temper expectations. Like they know that this is not it. So if you ask me, like let's set aside if they're bottom two or not. If you ask me of those teams, which one you is least likely least to end up in the yeah. top four, like I think TSM is a very long shot to end up in the top four in this. I said earlier that I thought Dig was a fifth or sixth place team. They need to only climb up one rung to make it into that. FlyQuest is goofy, but who knows? Like they're, I feel all like right. they're just gonna coin flip all their games. Like I, <laughs> I don't know. All right. Um, before we talk about whatever the caller is smoking, I will uh, defend TSM a little bit from this slander. FlyQuest had the ugliest two zero you've ever seen over CLG and Golden Guardians. No offense to those teams, but according to the caller, those are not top four teams that they're beating. Okay. Whereas TSM had to play EG in top four team Dignitas. So TSM had tough games to debut against, honestly. Like, no memeing aside, Dig is actually good. Like, they had really tough games. Um, FlyQuest had relatively easy opponents, uh, and they were total shit shows that they easily could have lost. Like, FlyQuest could easily be 0 2 here. And they're all, they are playing a really whack way, so it's I'm not hard saying to that evaluate. That that it's it's not close between FlyQuest and TSM, and which are those ones I would push out. I'm just saying, like, I know I just got to defend the you know yeah, the yeah, TSM. Yeah. You fans. have to get the after what you said about LS earlier. They have you a bigger, lost the they have a bigger fan base. You have to get the TSM subreddit. TSM has this a gets bigger fan base, and... so they're definitely most likely to make top four. Yes, exactly. See, there it is. You fucking. All right. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Uh, there's a scam train going on in the chat. Thank you. Uh, all right. Caller, why the fuck do you think that those are the four teams? <laughs> well, they just need to get into the playoffs, right? And then it's not best of ones anymore. And I believe you, that... But you said the that this these... is the end. You said that they will be the top four before you get to the, the best ofs. No, You're saying... Playoffs. So they're going to top four playoffs. They're going to yep. be better all than... Going to semis. Yep. All four of them are better than TL and TL. Oh, and I'm sorry, I misunderstood. In, in best okay. of fives, they're all making it to to semis. Okay, they so. will somehow beat them in best of fives. Yes, whether it's different play styles. I don't think I actually uh, think that your case now is even more painful to me. Uh, Wait, uh, did, did Core JJ get his green card in your fantasy universe? Did they beat Core JJ Team Liquid? No, I don't think. He'll okay, be okay, in there by that. One step closer to reality. One step closer okay. to reality. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah, so who don't you? So you don't have hundred very... thieves in there. You don't have to, like I care less about the teams that EG, you have in there because you're just being goofy. But you don't have hundred thieves, is... EG, or Team Liquid. Yeah. My EG was the hardest one to kick out for me, but that's uh, just how it played out. You know. Okay. <laughs> Really quickly, so don't give me like the essay because we've got a long, a lot, several more callers. But like, just give me your methodology. Like, how did you arrive at this? And be honest. Was it? I've never been on Hotline League before, and I would like to be on. You've been on, I think, even before. So maybe I'm wrong. But um, is it? Is it like I'm not doing anything tonight, and so I just want to get on the show? Like, what? Did you smoke something funny? Like, what yeah, was yeah. the methodology? What, <laughs> what is Mark is all about the drug usage references tonight. Um. What? I watched Euphoria just earlier today. Oh, okay, okay. Um, what is it? What is it that I don't know? How did you get to this? 
I just like the way that uh, well, C nine obviously is drafting and playing and showing that. Sure, we don't need the C nine. We don't know everything. Explain me the others. And FlyQuest is very open minded and willing to play new things, and that catch people off surprise, even in a best of five, I believe. And TSM is just warming up, and they need to get into. A position to be in the best of fives. Open so minds lead to empty heads. <laughs> what? Why? Okay, and really quickly. Let's just let this me just is like ask a hippie specifically call. Like, the TSM. They just go with the flow, man. <laughs> They're just like out there feeling the universe in the draft, man. TL is just uptight business suits. Let man. me just add. Yeah, really quickly. Why do you believe this TSM team will do it? Uh, Kaido is actually cracked. Uh, Shenyi's been aggressive, and I think that's important for bot lane. And Spika has You're gonna shown tell me all five players MVP are great. quality. So you just need the five players to like get their shit together, and that's why you believe in it. They've got the right five. Once Spika and Kaido like get their mid jungle synergy better, I believe that'll be a key factor. Yeah. Um. Somebody in chat, really quickly, I just want to address this because I've seen this a couple times on Reddit. Travis and Mark say they don't pull crap takes on purpose, but then they have people saying none of Hunter TTL and EG will be top four, so who do I believe? It's a fair question. I think in the past we've received criticism whenever we've pulled callers that are just like, top four will be C9, EG, TL, and Hunter T. You know, it's like it just leads to not a great conversation, so at least we can play with this. All right, Mark, any yeah. chance in hell this ends up being the case? No, zero percent. Okie dokie. I'm sorry to lead you to an early exit from the show, uh, but you're out of here. What do you want to uh, shout out before we say goodbye? Uh, Pub is great for lazy gamers that need some munchies. Thank you, thank you so much <laughs> for the call. We'll catch you later. He's speaking from personal experience. Yeah. All right. So, so this is why I pulled it. Uh, unironically. If someone gets a lot of emojis in the in the the thing, like I'm often gonna like say that that's something that people want to do. His take got four laughing face emojis when he said C9 TSM dig and fly will finish top four in playoffs. So I pulled him on for ten minutes. We crack some jokes and we get on with life. All right, you know, like obviously people think the take is funny. Mark, yeah, was off to grab the next caller. <laughs> Thank you to Sheldon I for the prime. So many thanks for the 43 months. Karokian, thank you for the eight months. Serious takes only. Uh, all right. I'm looking at some of the, the takes right now. By the way, I do think everyone who wants to criticize our takes before they do so should go look at the pleb topics and subtopics takes and ask themselves which takes should be getting called and what would that conversation look like before they would do it. Uh, Mogul is back on the show. Mogul, welcome back. Where are you calling from? I'm calling from Dallas, Texas. Dallas, Texas. What do you want to talk about on the show this week? Oh, I got a spicy take today. All right. Uh, my take is that language barriers are very, very real and hurt teams. And I fully expect teams like C9 and Dig with language barriers and key macro roles to stumble in the future, in the very near future, just like TSM is showing struggles right now. You know what's really interesting to me about this is I remember there was a point in time where TSM did a lot of Korean importing and then they stopped because they and only went with European players. Because, and I thought it was because at the time they're like, oh, yeah, 
language barriers are so real, like it's a big deal. Um, and so I think it's kind of interesting that they've switched back uh, to language barrier situation. Uh, well, this is empirically wrong because uh, Dig and C9 are two zero this week. So <laughs> true. Sorry, two, we're using our two game uh, two game sample uh, size as the theme of the episode. Riot has already come out and said that they want games to be longer, and in longer games, macro decisions and you know being able to call out flanks and different game states that are extremely complex are very important. And language barriers are going to make this worse and worse. For sure. And it's going to be a struggle for some teams to work through it. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm, I have full confidence in TSM and C9 now that they have certain systems in place to work through them. But I fully expect them to stumble on the way because it's going to take time. Did they say they um, want longer games? Well, I, I feel in one of the things that they came out with, they were like, yeah, we want longer, more close games. And that's why they have the comeback mechanic in place. In the pre-system. They haven't taken that away like they took Temtech Drake away. I mean, Riot has consistently wanted like a 35-minute sweet spot average game time so that you can more regularly hit your late-game fantasy. Between like 32 and 35 minutes is usually what they target. So like, I don't think that's changing. I don't think they're, they're saying like, let's have 40-minute game average. You know, like, and it's actually sped up because the majority of their player base is Chinese and the Chinese fandom prefers fast-paced games in general. Um, not just in League, but in a, in a lot of things. They, they like faster-paced games. So um, I don't really think the pace of the game is going to slow down substantially to the point where every game is a 50-minute Elder Baron macro trade-off situation. What was it? Was it Curse versus Complexity back in the day? Or was there was a Complexity? I don't know. Game? Who can remember? Yeah, 70-minute game or something? I don't think anyone remembers. Definitely not me. Yeah, Mark was coaching at the time. Uh, anyway, <laughs> you could go look at the Twitter <laughs> picture I posted for this episode. Um, I... So it, are language barriers a big deal? Yes. I can't imagine anybody who would say they're not a big deal. Uh, I think the question is how quickly can you get past them? Because like Fiflaren from Dig in the chat had said, where do you say it? He said, we give our players English lessons and usually in-game comms are easier than having a girl conversation with somebody. And I agree. Whenever I've had girl conversations with people, it is what? difficult. Uh, and then he corrected himself to say an IRL conversation. Anyway, um, oh. yeah, in-game comms are easier than having a IRL conversation with somebody. I will say that, like, there are probably a decent amount of scrim days that you're spending having IRL conversations, so I don't think it's just an issue with, uh, you know, in-game stuff. Like, it's also a matter of, like, how quickly can you have your reviews and what do those look like and all that. I don't know. Mark, actually, you, speaking of coaching, you coach <laughs> players who did not speak English as their first language. Uh, how much of an issue do you think language barriers are? I don't think that they're ignorable, but I also don't think they are like some cap on your team's strength. Um, and there are a couple of reasons. One, the point about it being hard to communicate actually kind of matters more at the beginning, more than the end. Um, like you're worried about the players coming over, not seeing the game the same way, not being able to communicate those differences, not being able to problem solve those differences not being able to get on a system that's going to work going forward, much more than you're worried about the fact that like five months from now, you're still not going to be able to communicate. Like the, the issues are usually more in the early portions of the season. And I would also say, if you really think they're that big of an issue, then like why has every Chinese team had two Korean imports and one? 
that world championship? Why are the best teams in the world able to win with supposed language barriers? I know some of the Korean players on these Chinese teams have um, Mandarin lessons. Like Doinbi is is quite fluent, uh, but there's other ones that I don't think are as as, as fluent. And they're able to to make it work. Do you think, to the caller's point, that it will hold back these teams at all, or that they will have issues because of them? Uh, n- n- no. I would say. I mean, it's got to hold uh, them back some, right, Mark? It's not like it's an insignificant amount. Well, I mean, they might have some, but it's it's like. Some players are toxic. You know, that's an issue. <laughs> like, how big of an issue it is, is, is kind of a case-by-case basis. And both teams have relatively significant support structures, more than we had in my day, uh, to help them out. Chowie and Peter Zhang and, and, uh, and Spika being able to speak um, Mandarin and having a lot of people over there. And same with, with LS and Korean, um, being able to speak it as well as... I think they have someone else on the staff, who I can't remember, uh, who, who can speak Korean. But then they also, like, the two players, you know, like... It's it's not that bad. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 you would know more than I. So maybe if it's not that bad, it's not that bad. Regardless, my I think my take would just be like, it's just a matter of how quickly folks can get through the language barrier issues. Because if summer rolls around, you make it into the playoffs, and everybody can understand each other just fine, and review sessions are going fine, and everything's good, then I don't know. I do think like we probably undersell how tough it must be for these players coming over who not only have all the existing pressures around how you need to perform, how you need to be good, how you need to deal with, you know, competition and the grueling schedule and all that stuff, but also learn an entire fucking different language and start speaking it when you're doing all this other stressful stuff. I think that's the bigger problem. It's not even the language. It's just like the cultural isolation that you feel from being somewhere that you can't, communicate with with people that everything's just different from how you grew up and like i think uh that's more the issue that we had with piglet um that we failed at was being able to make him feel comfortable more than like oh my god especially in piglet can't see the game the same way it went, like the, the other issues were like our team had just a lot of big personalities that blew up at each other and that's like yeah, the language barrier can kind of somewhat exacerbate that, but it wasn't. Even if everyone spoke the same language, you know, it's not getting solved. And funnily enough, Emily was talking about this. I forget which team it was. I think it was like, I think she said it was 2014 uh, Starhorn Royal Club. Like they couldn't speak the same language, and it was actually a good thing, so they couldn't insult each other. <laughs> you know, like, like uh, you know, sometimes yeah, yeah, yeah. the language, the language barrier is a good thing. Um, do you think it matters that we're going back to stage now? Um, like, I feel like comms on stage could vary a little bit, and language barriers could end up being worse on stage versus in, you know, online world that we've been living in for the last few years. I don't think it makes much of a difference. Most yeah, of your I feel like staff is going to be there. Yeah. Okay. I mean, like, like so... To, to summarize, I think language barriers are a problem, but it's it's more of a problem earlier in the year than later. And given that um, C9 already seems to be okay, uh, I'm not too worried about them. Uh, for TSM, it's hard to say how much is language concerns versus like just general team problems that you're going to have. I, I wouldn't want it to get lumped into just you know communication issues and stuff. Thank you so much, Mogul, for the call. Is there anything you want to shout out before we take a quick break? 
Uh, yeah, I'd like to shout out Game Fuel, Alienware, uh, oh, crap, what was the new one again? Grubhub. Grubhub. Grubhub as well. Grubhub game. Thank Grubhub. You so Catch you later. See ya. Speaking of Grubhub, let's talk about Grubhub. So right now, Grubhub is doing a promotion. Uh, I think, I don't know the exact end date, but I think it's for a couple weeks. Keep Just try the code. Uh, where you can win, or sorry, not win. Well, win, yes, but for, if, with if you order something that's $15 or more, you can use code IGNITE, IGNITE, I-G-N-I-T-E, to get a free Hextech chest and key. This is for the first 50,000 orders. Uh, not only that, but they also give you a shot to win. Mark, do you have your chest in front of you? Because mine is behind me. It's okay if you don't. Um, there it is. Look, live on Mark's desk. You can see it. There's a shot of it. This, well, not specifically that one, but there's a chance to win a real Grubhub Hextech chest. They've got some stuff in it. Uh, there's no purchase necessary. Uh, US 18 plus. Uh, if you guys want to go take it out, there's a bit.ly slash LCS rules URL that you can use. Uh, look, Mark's hand for scale, by the way. You can see how big his hand is. Uh, <laughs> Someone said in chat, it looks huge. And I'm like, it is huge. I didn't want yes, to interrupt. It's I actually it's to show that, like, um his hand is it's, it's like 20 pounds too i don't know it's heavy. and it comes there it comes with some stuff in it too so uh here's the thing everybody uh and and i'm gonna go off script a little bit here lcs has that same code as well as some other influencers that everybody's promoting ignite do me a favor grhb.me slash travis gafford or use the link in the description of the youtube video if you're watching on twitch or sorry on youtube and then on Twitch, I'm going to use exclamation mark Grubhub in the chat. Go use that link whenever you go use the code. Because you can use the code. You don't have to use the link. It's not necessary. But then they'll think that it just came from like LCS or something. And uh, look, I need Grubhub more than LCS does. So please do me a favor and use my link uh, so that we can continue to get promoted here. And then if everybody's using my link and nobody's using LCS's link, then maybe what they do is they shift some of the LCS budget next year over to me, and um, TGI just becomes massive uh, because I'm sure their finances are going more. Anyway, thank you to Grubhub for sponsoring the show. Uh, again, use code IGNITE. Get yourself a free Hextech chest. I mean, it's 15 bucks. That's not... So it's easy to, to get a good meal uh, for 15 bucks on, on Grubhub and find some cool stuff, and then, yeah. Oh, get that up. Can you put that in the box? Cat, cat for scale. Can you, can you shove that thing in the crate? Anyway, uh, sure, thank it's you. your channel. Thank you. Too. Just kidding. I went <laughs> gently. All right, I'm not advocating any. Anyway, thank you so much to Grubhub for sponsoring the show. Uh, Mark, you want to come back now? Oh, he's off to grab the next caller. Well, we have to watch this situation on the screen. Uh, thank you to Seven Chakras for the three months and D to the money as well. Um, thank you to Heigen Kides. Is that how it's said? Appreciate everybody subbing tonight. It's very generous of you. Yeah, go use the Grubhub link. Exclamation mark Grubhub. Maybe you're hungry right now while listening to this and you're like, what am I going to do? And I said Grubhub and you're like, well, I can just do that because that's slick. And you get a free Hextech chest. Um, first 50k. Give your code. Go do it. Where's our? Oh, they are here. Max is here. Is that how you say it? Yeah, Max. 
Max is here. Where are you calling from? Uh, San Antonio, Texas. San Antonio, Texas. What do you want to talk about on the show? Well, um, my take for you, Marcus and Travi Patty, is that co-streaming is better the way it is now for two main reasons. And that's because uh, it makes LCS uh, easier to market to sponsors because you have like an aggregate number instead of like, you know, the very number with a bunch of different streams uh, and that it can add some hype to when co-streams actually come back, same way that you have like the Manning casts and the, uh, yeah, like the Peyton Manning and Eli Manning stuff for uh, for NFL. And you could even have like, you know, maybe uh, uh, Doublelift and Sneaky and Medios come on for like an official co-stream, like once a week or whatever. And it just adds for, you know, some built-up hype. I don't know if you guys actually like pay attention to them NFL Manning streams, but people seem to love them. No, I've heard about them, though, because people were talking about them a lot within the context of co-streaming. Um, I, yeah, I mean, I, I think I've continued to have mixed feelings on this stuff because I think that the variety is really nice, but I wish that there weren't the obvious downsides of the co-streaming stuff. I mean, I one of the things that was very surprising to me, very surprising to me, was this week, let me see if I can find it on the subreddit, like, I thought that people were very, very pro co-stream. And then there was a Reddit thread uh, that got 900, close to 1,000 uh, votes. 400 comments, 440. Uh, removing co-streams for most of the regular season is a mistake. Thoughts? And they listed out a bunch of stuff. Um, people saying they wouldn't watch if there wasn't a co-stream, et cetera. And then there's just a lot of people that are like, yeah, but... They, everybody was shitting on the broadcast during the co-streams or they weren't talking about the games or they, I don't know, people just, people were not as down for the co-stream stuff. Actually, let's put it this way. I think a lot of people who like co-streams even can understand why they're not great for the league. And I think the big disappointment to me is I don't think it actually needs to be this way. Like there's a world where all the co-streamers kind of met Riot in the middle and Riot met them in the middle and we had a system that worked. Like I don't think that there's a there's an, an, a necessity for this, right? Like I think you could do something. I also even think that there's a technical technological system that could be really cool for this where like you are, you have some sort of audio track that you can just switch between on Twitch that I think would be really cool or on YouTube or whatever, where you can just switch over to a different commentary track. I think they used to do this for MLG, like way, way, way back in the day for Starcraft, like 10 or 11 years ago, where you could switch between a couple different audio tracks. So just, just put them on a different language. Technically, <laughs> you know, this yeah. is the, <laughs> this is the Canadian stream. They're speaking Canadian. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, Mark kind of mentioned this earlier in the call, but or earlier in the show, but sort of that sense of, maybe some of these games that people thought were entertaining, they would not have thought were entertaining if they were listening to other folks talk about the games where those people are, or maybe a little bit more focused on talking about the specific mentality of the play or something. Yeah. Um, I think um, it's also like, well, one, the, the caller point I agree with is that like, I like having the co-streaming be like a big thing that people should tune in for, you know, like lock in or, super week or finals you know like those are good times for co-streams um because at that point like most of the story is known and you're just following the big beats i feel like 
that that point about when the games are born between two boring teams, what the broadcast is trying to do is like build up that team's perspective. A team like CLG, who's never going to win the title this year, a lot they're probably going to finish bottom half of the league. But you're talking about Poom and Luger and their development, and if Jenkins can really be that weak side guy, and like what's contracts doing, um, and you're trying to tell a, a bigger narrative that is like arguably better for the health of the league than the fact that like you know what Medios. And Sneaky and Doublelift shooting this shit might be funnier then. You know what? That's really not a controversial take. That building up player narratives on bottom half of the league teams is probably not as interesting as those three guys talking about fucking whatever popped into their head in the moment. I'm going to take it one step further, too, on this stuff. Like, There's a lot of times where they're just talking about... like, So the Reddit thread, the person actually went back and edited and said after reading all the comments it's evident to me that the people disparaging the tricast have never really watched the co-stream consistently your takes read like twitch clip field contextless live stream fail opinions the majority of the time when i was watching the co-stream or watching lcs last year i was watching media double and sneaky i fucking love it earlier at the start of the year they had a discussion about if uh the the very popular salad was pronounced kaiser salad or Kaiser salad. <laughs> it was hilarious. And then they kept bringing it up. It was so fucking funny. There's like a ton of times where that broadcast is amazing. I love Peter. There was also a time a couple weeks ago where at the end of one of the streams, the Tigris was interviewing somebody and Peter was just hard raging about the questions that were being asked. And like, okay, some people, I, I, I thought the interview was fine. Some people might say like, yeah, well, they should have asked better questions. That's not the fucking point. The point is, is that good for the LCS broadcast when you have people finding random things to nitpick? Whenever you have, like, I remember last year, High showed that chart of, like, comparing two players uh, and, like, all the co-stream shit all over it because there was no audio track. You could not hear what the comparison was about. There was no context other than just, like, a chart that looked really bad. And you might it for all, I don't even know, because I was on the co-stream, so I couldn't know, I didn't know what High was talking about either. He might have been like, look how bad his stats are, and yet he consistently beats them or something. I don't know. But like, how does that stuff help? That is the thing that I've never, like, people pretend like this shit just doesn't happen on these co-streams. My friends, I watched these co-streams. It was my preferred way of watching the LCS last year. When you have these things that people seem to be unable to stop themselves from saying on these fucking co-streams, like, it's not good for the league. Like, it's not helping the league, all right? It might be justified in some cases. Lord knows I have shit on that broadcast a ton. I've made videos uh, that have pissed off people at Riot about how bad the broadcast has been at times in the past couple of years. But, like, them doing it on a live partnered brought co-stream is not actually something that's helpful so like in my mind if people want to be frustrated about this stuff going away they should be more frustrated that people could not keep it together um because i like that is that is i am sad that this is going away and it's because like i i just wish that people could have figured it out you know somebody says they're just speaking truth based sure sure maybe in some cases they are how does that help the lcs like, yeah, that's the, the thing the that's so confusing to me. It's like, okay, maybe like the camera is really wonky and it's like all over the place and people are, it's sucking. Maybe somebody would not have even noticed that because they wouldn't be paying attention to the screen 
they've got it like on a different screen or something like that but suddenly you've got like an official broadcast like pointing that shit out that's the stuff that sucks i want the tricast i would rather listen to that during some of these games than some of the casters especially when mark's on air but like that doesn't mean that doesn't mean that like i don't understand why this is an issue Mark. I think co-streams are amazing and I'm an asshole. Wish I could bring my cat on the broadcast. Then I would have all the power of co-streamers. That's True. a real advantage. They have control over their environment. No one lets me bring Natsume on, on the broadcast. Do you guys know if uh, live viewing is still allowed for like Doublelift and Sneaky Medias? There's no way yep. to disallow it is the thing so like everybody could just do it that's the other thing too is i don't think it's that big of a deal because people can just do it you could live so, view an nba game on on mm -hmm. twitch if you wanted to do you think if they did it uh if they live viewed that you would still watch it would that still be your preferred method i don't know i've been very surprised that no one has just like if i was peter or uh dom or ls or somebody who wants to do this or even like somebody who's not been an official co-streamer i would just go hire like a web dev to Dom create did. like a what's that? Dom Dom had something where you could like just click a link and it would be his stream and the other stream synced up. I'm pretty sure he had this. Does almost positive? Yeah, he did. Like I am surprised that somebody has not created like a more formal product for this. Because like I think it shouldn't be that hard to create. Like I don't know, maybe it goes out of sync or something like that. But like I am surprised somebody hasn't just created like coview.com and you could just have everybody coview everything. Um, I mean, somebody says I'm there sure is that... a formal product. People are all linking it right now. Okay, IW Dive. Uh, oh, I will dominate live dot com slash caster slash I will dominate. Can he? Does he have other people do this? Uh, live. View I mean, e either way, like you're saying, someone can make a product, but the people, the reason people don't do live viewing is because it gets less numbers than co-streaming, and they'd rather just do something else if it's not going to be as fun. Yeah. Dom, to his credit actually really cares about i think like the scene he watches like every region he's making content about fucking everything you know yeah, like no, dom's a total grind really fucking hard yeah um and like that's not a shot at the at the sneaky immediate guys who would rather do something else it's like you're, you're totally fine to have your own priorities but like i understand why for a lot of them getting half your numbers compared to co-streaming is like well i'll just go do something else you know i, I don't know exactly why how drastic the drop off is but Oh yeah, liveviewsync.com. Everybody should just I mean, use liveviewsync.com. These things have existed forever. You've never gone on those those YouTube things that syncs to YouTube videos? Yeah, 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 yeah. But I was just saying somebody should do it officially for this. I'm going to close my door because Kobe just came home and I don't want him to have to listen to No, they're, they're not lazy, Sentinel. They just want to do something else. Like, if you can't do it the same way and it, you get less viewers and it just doesn't feel as good. I think a lot of people just want to do something else. I don't think, you think it's fair Mark to and them. I would do this show together if it got half the views that it does. Sometimes we do get, <laughs> depending on the episode. Yeah. But if it got half those views, Mark, uh... <laughs> well, they are kind of lazy. All right, well, fine. But they're not lazy because the, the, the live viewing thing, maybe they are just lazy in general, but that's not the point. You can't blame not live viewing on being lazy. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I'm I look I'm not trying to I know I'm gonna just look like somebody who called out the the co-streamers a ton like I I say this as somebody who really fucking loved the TriCast like it was so fun and it made games that I would normally want to not pay attention to 
like something I wanted to watch. Uh, like it, it, I literally thought it was available for the first week of LCS. I knew, I knew that it was limited, but I thought it was going to be available for this week. And then I went to Peter's stream. <laughs> I do wonder if he was doing this out of any bitterness, but he was like streaming against it, which I thought was funny. Oh, definitely. Um, <laughs> um, I think you can listen to the first half, like the first little bit of the podcast that I we know. just launched, just see if there's any bitterness there. Yeah, well, I, yes, yeah, <laughs> yes. Um, and I saw Dom tweet out the thing too, where he tweeted the Twitch chat where everybody was saying like remote co-streams or whatever. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, like I, I, I like co-streams. I think it's great. I just think it's a pity that like it people seem to not be able to figure out how to make this work. You know. Yeah, and and I mean, like, I totally get the streamer's perspective, too, where they're not happy that, like, this thing that was great for them. Like, that's a very natural thing to not like losing opportunities. I am um, surprised that they're not, like, quite frankly, I'm surprised they've been taking it so well uh, publicly. I'm surprised that there haven't been. I mean, I'm sure that, like, their right was like, if you fucking say anything, you're never like, you're never close to me again. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. They're not usually not that strong. Puppy Shark says, I just don't tune into the LCS because co-streams don't exist. I just listen to a podcast and then recap what happened for the week. Yeah, but are you a valuable viewer for the LCS if all you do is watch co-streams? I think that's the, the, one of the, the points that Travis is making about like aggregating viewers and how that all works and selling to sponsors. If all you do is watch Double Lift, are you actually valuable to the LCS? Um, would be the question. That I, I don't think, think I is. think I would argue you're valuable. I just don't think you are potentially like as valuable to them as somebody who's in the, well, like the, there's a risk reward that you're taking, right? Are viewers right. like that as valuable when you're also pulling viewers who would watch the LCS away from the product? Yes. You know, or like, like, or quite, or like, like they're okay. It's kind of like the free to play model, right? Like sometimes it's actually great to create a free to play game because you bring more people in. There's higher player base. That's going to bring other people in, etc. You catch the whales. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. Whatever. Anyway, <laughs> uh, thanks for the shot. Um, but you like that only works if people are going out and like saying positive stuff. But if those people are going out and then going on to Reddit and being like, "I'm fucking what done watching this trash region. It's such a joke. Like, oh my god. Like, and you repeat something you heard on a broadcast about something, or you just hard flame the players or the broadcast Here's or all that stuff, right? Like. Yeah. Here's a serious question. I tweeted out, and you tweeted out the same thing. I, I said it, I think, even a little bit stronger than you did. I was like, the LCS is the best region in the world to watch right now. Not saying it's the best, you know, gameplay. I just said, pure entertainment Yeah, I said it's like the most interesting it's been in years, yeah. Yeah, and you said it's the most interesting it's been in years. How much of this positive sentiment do you think would have made it through if half the viewers were co-streamers and, and they had a more negative perception of how it went? It is the, very the, funny. The that the the as most soon positive... as co-streaming goes away, yes. as soon as co-streaming goes away, it is the most positive reception of the LCS we've seen in years. Yeah, that's probably that's a little column A, little column B. Yeah, because because I think the the product as a whole leveled up. The teams are very interesting. LS showing up was a huge part. The actual production has been better. Like, there's a lot of things that have leveled up, but I think it would have maybe been slower to be realized by the majority of the fan base if they were split across multiple streams. Not even saying the, the co-streamers are negative, but like, if everyone's muting the intros and stuff, and you're, and you're not actually like hearing what we're saying and seeing the interviews and seeing the 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 feature, like the things that are being made, you know, like even if if you had a positive co-streamer, it wouldn't matter if if they're watching it kind of muted. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, we've ranted about this for a long time. Hello, Max. You're still here, right? Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I'm still here. Uh, you might be able to tell that Mark and I agree with you, even if we think it's complicated. <laughs> uh, is there 
anything you want to say here at the end of the call. I know we just took your thing and fucking ran with it. <laughs> um, I I had a, like a general question that um, do you think that those viewers that are watching the co-streams, uh, I saw Papa Smithy was saying that the goal is to convert those co-stream viewers if they only watch Double Lift or only watch Sneaky to convert them into LCS viewers. Um. And I'm just wondering if you guys think that that is like worth the like the risk of you know like the negative brand perception that the LCS has gotten in the past couple of years for those maybe extra one percent two percent viewers. Do you think I mean, that's we don't like know a, if it's one percent two percent worth opportunity cost? I I think the current system is potentially good. Where like one of the nice things is the current setup also has the co-streamers streaming the hype stuff, right? Like if you give them all of playoffs to co-stream. It's they're going to be watching teams. better games, mm -hmm. and there's going to be they're going to be watching things at higher stakes. It's not going to be like, you know, some co-streamers deciding like, oh, I need to keep my stream on for this Dignitas Immortal or sorry, the Golden Guardians Immortals game because at the end of the day, because like it's additional views, but I'm not going to talk about it or pay attention to it or whatever. Like, I think targeting it is worth it. You're going to decrease the chance that these uh, that folks shit on it because they think that the games are better. And you are still keeping those viewers hopefully in the loop, um, but I mean the the, the it, like I think what's more useful is when you have like Vienna co-streaming it or um, not in Ludwig is what you're saying. or somebody. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I think that's that's the bigger thing. I think uh, both can be valuable because if you're keeping long-term fans and like I actually don't even think the the co-streamers really bring in fans. I think the best thing that they can do is retain fans because like. I agree. Who's a double lift fan who hasn't heard of the LCS? Do that, does that exist? Maybe they don't actively watch the LCS, but like you found out about double lift because he's a pro player. All the best, all the biggest co-streamers are uh, exclusively pro players. You already know about the league. I don't really think they bring anyone in. At best, they they retain them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Papa Smithy says it's for last fans to bring them back to the LCS. It's true. Yeah. Double lift yeah. retires. You're worried all those double lift fans are going to stop watching LCS. Well. Having him continue to co-stream it is good. Yep. Actually, the last yep. thought I'll say on this is like, I actually think it'd be really interesting if like Ludwig joined the tri the Sneaky Medios Doublelift TriCast, or you did stuff like that, where obviously you'd want to match personalities where it makes sense. But I think that type of thing could be well really interesting. An even better thing is for for to get a league streamer who doesn't play pro. Like the Bouse was the perfect guy to get for a co-stream example, or Tyler One is someone you know. People who actually play league, but their fans are not uh, esports fans, are are probably the best candidates because then it's people who already like league, but also don't watch the LCS more likely than yeah. pro players. On the other hand, we've got a chat of people that watch the esport but don't play the game. So these are the most useless people. Um, all right. <laughs> you all suck. Uh, Max, thank you so much for the call. Anything you want to shout out before we go on to our last caller? Uh, yeah, sure. Can I just say one quick real thing? Yes. Um, I want to say that like the thing that Mark was saying about this being the most positive perception, I think that's because a lot of enjoyment in sports and esports is from storylines. And I think that being able to properly build up storylines is better for the development of the league going into the future. Because I think with the co-streams, that's very present tense, like enjoying the co-streams, but like building up the LCS for the future is... is I, I will necessary. say, I think you're kind of echoing some of the stuff that Mark had said earlier in the, in the yeah, call. Right. So it sounds like you guys are in agreement. Either mm -hmm. way, thank you so much, Max, for the call. 
And uh, we'll catch you next time. Yep. Shout out Papa Smithy. Shout out Fifth Laren, uh, CSGO legend. We'll, we'll see you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was not intentional. It was in the process of moving, moving him. Uh, thank you to Sethi Poo for the uh, three months. Uh, and I, th I think that's everybody. Um, folks, thank you so much for watching. We've got one more caller. Uh, I am going to stick around on stream afterwards. We're 19 subs away from 1,000, so I don't know if we have 19 folks who have Prime subs available, but you can hover off over the screen and click the crown if you want to see if you've got a free channel subscription available. It's like a very easy way to see. I added that as an extension a while ago. Bize you sh you should that, save them for me, though. Biza is here. Biza, um, is that how you say your name? It's Biza. Biza. Biza, where are you calling from? Uh, Santa Barbara, California. Santa Barbara, California, not too far away. What do you want to talk about on the show? Uh, my take was that NA is looking better than EU at the moment. NA is looking better than EU. Okay, well, I think yes. we can all agree with that, and that's the show, everybody. Uh, no, thank you, Biza. What, um, what makes you say that? Um, so I think we have a lot more innovation going on uh, right now, and... I think some of the teams in EU are relying on certain strategies uh, that may fall off later on in the split. Um, and I, I guess this doesn't really work with right now, but there's a lot more room for growth with a lot of the teams that we have. And I think just the overall environment that NA is creating and the pro scene is just going to be uh, more conducive to better comp competition and better growth. <sighs> I will say this. Uh, I have not watched enough LEC to uh, do like the comparative switch between the two, but I am finding myself way more optimistic this year than I have been in a while. And that's even with like last year where we were like, oh, we got perks, we got Alfari. Like it just, I feel like the vibes are, are better over here on the LCS side. Clearly because co-streamings didn't happen this past weekend. Um, <laughs> uh, and I, and so I, I'm pretty excited for MSI. I, this is probably one of the first years not the first years, but this year more than any year in the past, I think I'm very sad that MSI is only one team because boy, would I love to see halfway through the year, two or three of our teams go over to wherever and, and face off against LEC and some of the other regions. Um, because I just think it's really, I'm very fascinated to see how like an EG, uh, a team liquid. I mean, we sent hundred T before we know what's going to happen. Like there's, there's, it's it's just a, a cool time to be an LCS fan, I think. And so I don't know if that means we're better than LEC, but boy, I'm excited to test ourselves against them. Um I uh we're definitely better. I was I was talking um I said like, you know, Zeri one game, one pentakill, and then someone replied that she was zero two in the LEC. So then I said, I guess LEC bot laners laners aren't don't have like the mechanical skill to play Zeri. And then someone said, like, or they're not as bad as the Senate to go zero two, or like to like lose lane that hard, whatever tactical did, you know, they they felt like forty CS behind. And then I just replied with Adam, and I think that's like the ultimate trump card right now. <laughs> uh, you might not get the reference because you you don't follow it close enough. But uh, no, no, I I we do we do a rift reaction on on Tuesdays. Uh, Emily fills me in on everything. I mean, Rogue is nine and zero right now over there guys like what more do you need to know about the state of that league 
uh i think that speaks for itself no 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 all all in all honesty like i i will always hedge my bet against na um definitely i think uh it was on that podcast with double lift and cadrill both and, and i think they both said that na is never going to win worlds like there was a, a conversation on the broadcast where chat was like if worlds it's going to be you know doing something like this you know crazy strategies like ls and stuff and i was like thank god i wasn't on the broadcast that day because i would have just been like but yeah, we're never winning worlds. <laughs> uh, so with all that in mind, as you can I'm tell, we have optimism here, but not the highest EU. levels of optimism. No, I'm always scared to shit talk EU because then it's, it's it's egg on your face pretty easily. Yeah. Um, there was a. I think we had a, a quick internet glitch for a second with Mark, uh, but I think he. Yes, I, I don't know what happened. Uh, all right, Biza, why do you think that LCS is better than LEC right now? Pisa, friend, he died. Caller, He's muted, muted, unmuted. Can you hear me? Yes. Oh, there we go. Now. Go there we go. Back. Sweet. Um, I guess mainly I just think that a lot of the innovation that's going on with uh, people playing Smite junglers and Ivern mids from Cloud Nine, um, a lot of that speaks to our teams willing to try new strategies and they're finding success with it too. They're not just uh, you know, shit in the bed. Um, and I think a lot of uh, the middle of our pack teams are actually better than the middle of the pack teams in EU right now. And I think that bodes uh, a bigger testament to how strong our region is based, uh, or rather than our top uh, few teams. Yeah. No, I mean, I, it's, tough. it's tough to compare the two right now, but I, I don't know. It's just, it's, I'm feeling optimistic. Uh, I, I, I feel like it's a good time. Viewership was good this weekend. I think the teams e are doing interesting stuff. EU badge NA Wokage. <laughs> I guess uh, one more thing I'd add in uh, is a lot of our teams have uh, ceilings that we don't really know yet. And I feel like a lot of the players in, that exist in the EU have ceilings that we've seen before. Um, and a lot of them are also faltering at the moment. So I find it hard to believe that they'll like break the ceilings that they found before. And I see NA uh, ceilings going much higher than uh, the perceived ceilings of EU teams. EU captured Lightning in a bottle with G2, and they think that all their teams are G2. They're in for a rude awakening. It's tilting right now, right? They were doing better than us, and then we, did ev we went even with them at Worlds this year, or last year. And so now it's better. time for us to overtake. We did better than them. Take take the credit. Based, I mean, based off of, I've what we both had, one team in the. We had a better win rate in the uh, group stage. EU boomed or Fnatic boomed. I don't care. I'll take whatever dub I can find at Worlds. I'm I taking mean, how many that times has any any teams stage. boomed at Worlds? You don't get a write off a of boom. Biza, thank you so much for the call. Anything you want to shout out? Uh, uh no shout out, but I do have a quick fun question that can be answered pretty quickly, I think. Uh who do you think is the strongest, like physically strongest person in the LCS right now? Me. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, does this if this includes coaches, there's a bunch of those folks who are really pushing we it. We can include coaches, we can include coaches. Uh Golden Glue, maybe? Okay. All right, fair enough. I don't know. Anyway, thank you so much for the call. We will catch you next time, Biza. No problem. Yeah, have a good one. All right.
I thought this was going to be a light episode because we didn't have a guest, but uh, we're now way over time. Mark, what do you want to shout out? Uh, shout out the Blame Game coming out on Wednesday. I recorded this morning on my stream, twitch.tv slash Z. You should go live around 9 a.m. Uh, what I is do it predictions about? now. What? What is it about? Stuff. Uh, I usually do predictions when I'm recording about how many times I'm going to flub, which is a, a fun, fun little game. Uh, we have Resin Refresh tomorrow, so make sure to watch that, and I'll be streaming Genshin tomorrow morning uh, before I'm hosting. I, Use I your primes for me, think... not Travis. I my prediction is that this this week's episode of Blame Game is going to be about uh, Hunter T versus TL, uh, and then stop also... reading our Discord messages, you fucking rat. Uh, all right. Anyway, uh, <laughs> thanks. Yeah. So we got so Jeff on uh, Resident Refresh as Mark mentioned. Uh, stick around after the stream because I'm going to record a quick video for the book channel, and then afterwards, I'm hoping some of you guys will help. Throw some subs my way so that I can get C6 Ganyu. All right. We only have a couple days. A couple, uh, yeah, like a week left for me to make the C6 Ganyu happen. Um, so, anyway, but thanks everybody. Uh, there's some cool interviews that will be hitting the channel this week. Uh, again, programming note, we will be doing this show on Tuesday of next week instead of Monday uh, so that Mark can have the Valentine's Day. The, reservations that he had planned to go through and uh that is it so thanks everyone we'll catch you next week go check out the links in the description goodbye